Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back. Hola. To the ladies room. Hola. This is our 11th episode, I believe. Uh oh. Una, una. (laughs) (laughs) How y'all doing? Y'all good. I'm I'm gravy. This is Coco. Coco Lita. Hola. (laughs) I fucked up my mic. Hey y'all, smooth. It's me, the one and only, Mickey. How are you ladies doing today? I'm well and well behaved. I said I'm good. I'm you well and well behaved. <laughs> I said I'm good. Mm. That's good, you guys. So how are you today? I'm great today. As aside from, you know, FedEx being FedEx. Oh, here we go. Fucking up my shipments. No. Yeah. It is, it is. Hopefully, I get my package. Oh my God! You gonna speak positive? You gonna, you're gonna have to hit her with a positive to, brick. I tried to, but they they took it to Oak Park, and that's pretty much. I can't. I cannot. Pretty much Area Fifty One. We live in Michigan. So. <laughs> Crazy. Let's see what happens, Marky. Anyway. A great show for you today. It's all about women. The title for our show today is Am I My Sister's And not just, you know, like your biological sister, but like your sister, your friend, your black counterpart, co-worker, whatever, black women. Stick it together, but before we get into that, you know, what's the word? Yeah, what's the word? Well, I mean, apparently y'all know what's the biggest news going on around today. DMX, the passing of him through the edge. <laughs> like, we it's crazy. We were just talking about him last week. I, yeah, we was. Like, I can't yeah, believe DMX has been part of my life line since he came out on the What You Need in Life. Money, pride, respect. I first saw him and I fell in love and I told my mama, I want to marry him. <laughs> yes. I was like, first of all, shmami. Like, but it's funny because my mama loved him too. Mm-hmm. So we could relate. So DMX, like seeing him passing, like, it's kind of like, I feel like he had peace. It was sad to see, but at the same time, like, I was like confident knowing like, you don't have to deal with this shit no more. Cause I know he was trying and shit is hard. Like how we was talking about Sometimes you just, you got to pull yourself out of like your demons and shit. Mm-hmm. So to just see all of the positive things coming out about him and just like DMX was like, he was that street dude. Like you knew he was a street dude, but he rubbed elbows with everybody in every type of lifestyle. So when you see like people like heavy metal rock artists and, and they coming out saying like, yeah, I remember this with X and you know, you see in videos of him being goofy and silly, it's like. Like that love was real, you know. It wasn't no fake, fabricated, fabricated shit. And then, like I seen the Rough Riders. I was telling uh, Micmac, I was like, you know, the Rough Riders about to be out today, cause like this man was really, he was loved by everybody mm-hmm. on some real ass shit. So yeah, my parents loved the They weren't like heavy into like rapping. They was capping. They, they, uh, they really loved the <laughs> and I just think. It just felt like it's kind of like, not even to bring him up, but it's kind of like, y'all know how the world felt when Nipsey 
died. Like you yeah. might not even like his music, but felt that felt like he was a part of your family. It's like that with X. Like I felt leading up to his passing. Like I know people are praying and hoping that he gets better. And same, so do I. But I just had a strong feeling like he wasn't gonna make it. But I am happy that he is, uh, you know, no longer in pain and having to deal with depression and trying to get off drugs and all that. I honestly feel like he is in heaven and in a better place. Don't have to deal with that. So, but prayers and condolences out to his family, his children. Um, that's all I have on that. No, I always seen him in a light because uh, you know I didn't really get an opportunity to experience like seeing his albums and stuff come out but it was just always cool to see okay this DMX you know Rough Riders all these all this shit but like this man be praying this man real close to God like he take his spirituality very serious right because I was even watching a Dr. Phil's clip because it's like even it's it's crazy how influential this man was just for the whole world yeah. but it's like even to like see um the clip of him on Dr. Phil and he mentioned like every album I have, I have a gospel song or something yeah, that's referencing to God. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and that's yeah. that's very respectful. Highly like, damn, this man was famous to the whole world. Like one of the biggest artists at one point, and you know he was close to God. So that's one thing I do appreciate about his uh, career and him just being real blatantly honest, especially with the music industry. Y'all hear like they be doing. Girl. Spooky <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, this is a rapper who still was on top of the world and still had a wonderful relationship with God. And you ain't got to do all that extra ass shit. Like, you right. know, so that's what I really appreciate about his career, too. Like, you know, it's cool to yeah. have a healthy spirituality. What you saw of him is what you got. Like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't one person. I'm talking like I know this man personally. Because that's how I feel. Yeah. He wasn't like, one person like behind closed doors and then another person mm-hmm. in your face. He was ex. Yeah. Same, you know, person he was yesterday, the same person he was today. So, you know, yeah, once again, just prayers to his family, condolences. You know, love, you love you All right, moving on. Any other topics? What's the word? I do, but I feel like I'll be on this topic a little long. So we can keep it brief. Um, well, try to keep it. Brief. Had any of y'all seen that new short series started on Amazon called Them? I was gonna watch it tonight, nigga. Nah, I know you was telling me. I seen seven episodes straight. I'm just gonna tell you, you might want to have a bottle on the side of you because you're gonna have to walk away for a minute. Really? But I'm telling you, it's gonna stir up like you're gonna be pissed, and then. It's this one scene. I'm not going to tell you what happened to the scene. I'm just going to tell you it's called Cat in the Bag. You're going to cry. You're going to want to fight. You're going to want to go out there and start a whole fucking war. I'm not even lying. Does it have something to do with the actual term Cat in the Bag? Like I right. cannot even give you See, you always do this shit to me. I'll you see, got me with the antebellum stuff. You're going to see it. But it's like the only thing I'll tell y'all is the setting is about a, uh, a middle class black family yeah, in yeah. Like the na- late 1950s. 1960s mm. um moving from north carolina to compton and this is when compton was predominantly a racist white neighborhood so 
You'll see. And, and then from there, it just starts. Like, it's produced by Lena Waithe and Little Marvin. Lena Waithe will fuck it up. I love her. When I tell you that they hold back nothing, mm -hmm. they hold back nothing. Like, I don't know if the... Because when the series comes on... I don't know if it's based off a true story or stuff. I pray to God it's not, but I know that a lot of black people have experienced what's going on in this story, so that's all I'ma say. Please, <laughs> will you, yes. You gonna, you gonna watch it, you are not gonna wanna leave from the TV, but it's gonna be moments where you gonna have to like, hit the pause button and be like, uh-huh. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. But that's really good though. Well, I'ma check it, I'ma watch it probably tonight. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, y'all. So if y'all got Amazon Prime, Damn. please watch. And the, the lead actress is amazing. Like everybody, the lead actress, the two little girls, one of the little girls, y'all probably know. Her big sister used to be, she used to be all over Instagram with a little beautiful chocolate girl with dimples. It's her little sister who's an amazing actress. I heard she was on Us. She no, so that's the older sister. Okay, okay. so she's on, and the family is two daughters. Mm. I can't even get that part away, but it's two daughters. But the little girl who, when I tell you when she step on the screen, it's like all lights on her. This little girl, but her sister in real life mm -hmm. used to be kind of like Instagram famous. Like okay. it, her picture, you probably seen her picture. It's this little dark skinned girl with like two ponytails in her head with a dimple. And she used to be all over Instagram. Like people were like, oh, she's the pretty little girl. But it's her baby sister. Wow. And this is her first acting role. And that little girl, she holds nothing back. Like, she it's just cool. like, she was born to act. So <laughs> yeah. the father holds it down, like the whole cast. And then, of course, the girl from Us, mm -hmm. she does beautifully. But, you know, we see her in Us, so we can, you know, we should, she can act. But, um, yes, like when y'all watch it. It's gonna cause some tension. It's gonna cause some anger. It's gonna cause some laughs and cackles and everything, but it's worth watching. It's so good. Y'all watch the shit so we can have our royal gathering. <laughs> royal gathering. I'm telling you. Period. Definitely. I'm gonna check it out though. I mean, I started watching it last night and then fell asleep. Not because it was bad, yeah. just because I was fucking tired. Into it. So I was just sleepy. Okay. I should have just cut the TV off. But, um, yeah, so just moving on to our topic. Am I my sister's keeper? You know, it's not, not just your biological sister, unless you have one. But your sister, speaking of black women, your friends, your, you know, younger black girls, that type of deal. Um, just going to talk about us mm -hmm. as black women and how we are who we are i got a couple key points that i want to touch on in no random order um just, you know so the first key point holding our sisters friends whoever females black women accountable is it like how do y'all feel about when you see your black female counterpart you know, doing certain things in life that may stem from something that may have happened to them younger, mm. you know, when they were younger. Like, I don't think, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Okay, I'll say for myself, I got a few, you know, I don't really have many friends. I'm more of a, 
I'm very outgoing, very out there, but I'm a loner. So I have my three set of people that I talk to. <laughs> However, you know, if I see them doing something or saying something, I'm not a person that gets in your business. Mm-hmm. But as your friend, if you ask me for my advice, you know, I'm, I'm going to be concerned about you because you're my friend. I care about you, you know. But if you ask me my advice and I see you doing something that I know is going to be potentially detrimental to you or to your lifestyle, is it for me to tell you about yourself, hold you accountable for your actions, or do I just pull back and say, well, that's our business. I ain't got shit to do with that. Mm. You know, how do y'all feel about that? Like, I know if I really care about you, and I know that you're not going to take what I tell you sideways or personal, mm. then I'll, I'll let it be known. And that might be why I have three friends, because I've had others that I've, where I've been asked my opinion or my advice, and I told them, and they took it like I was trying to shit on them. But I'm like, no, I'm trying to help you. You yeah. asked me for my advice. I'm going to give you my honest opinion of what I see, what you're doing, that I know could potentially be detrimental to you. Yeah. So as a friend, sister, mother, daughter, whatever, how do you feel about holding your black sister counterpart accountable or responsible for their action? For me, I feel like it's essential. Like, even thinking about the scenario-wise, I have lost friends too on holding them accountable or calling, not even off of that alone, but, you know, it can kind of taint the relationship you might have with somebody mm-hmm. for you not making room for their bullshit but I also feel like if I'm your friend I want you to tell me I'm doing some stupid ass shit instead of you <laughs> going back and talking about me for real cause it's like I don't think it's like I think it's unfair that's a disservice to us even being homies or us yeah. taking up each other's time because it's like it's one thing if I'm doing something mediocre but if you see I'm doing some shit that's like like and a lot of people don't want to talk about stuff like this, but I've literally, I've been in a situation where I lost some friends based off of like a relationship I was in and them seeing that it was toxic for me. Like I had to eventually learn, but y'all didn't whole ass disinclude me because I couldn't see what the problem was. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like as a friend, I would have been told your ass, like leave that nigga alone since so you could do better. Not know we gonna stop fucking with her because of X, Y, and Z. So I think it is essential in order for you to have a friendship with somebody because one of my things that I live by is the way you communicate with somebody determines what type of relationship y'all gonna have. Right. So if you can't even tell me like what I'm doing wrong, you don't care about me for real. Like you'll let me probably walk out in the middle of the street and get hit by a car if I didn't see that bitch coming. For real. No, I agree. Like, and even on the flip side of that, you might have that friend who wants to tell you that you're doing wrong, but she feels like you gonna take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah, and then you gotta know your friends too. That's why, like when you said communication, that is very important, and you really gotta know your friends because, like I said, I literally like three people I I talk to. And for me, I've always had the same, not not even three people, but it's like all my homies now. It's like okay, we going on excessive amount of years, like Mm -hmm. just off the simple fact that yeah, the relationship has had ups and downs, but it's been like these these females hold me accountable, like nah, sis that's not what we doing right now or not sis I don't think that's the 
that's the move and I would appreciate it because it's just like okay let me check myself for real because at the end of the day you yeah. gonna, you gonna make your own decision yeah but like as a friend if I see you out here doing some fucked up shit mm-hmm. as a friend I'm gonna tell you alright don't, don't do that right but Ari gonna do what she wanna do but she'll know like okay well Mick and then if it turns out to be some fucked up shit yeah, Mick was trying to yeah, look she out. Was right. me. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to give your friend that like, credit okay, to be right. She wasn't trying to be mean or rude. She was really trying to look out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think it's important. Just because, like, even with family, like, you'll tell your family member, you know, because you care enough. You don't care about tainting the relationship with them. You will always be related <laughs> to them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think friendships are, like, something that people do take for granted to a certain degree because it's like... This person, I'm not saying that God put this person in your life, but they might be there for a reason. So it might be your responsibility to take care of them to a certain degree or look out for them to a certain degree because they might not have family that's going to be there all the time. And people Mm -hmm. underestimate how much, like, people are themselves in front of their friends versus their actual family. So your family might not ever know what the hell you doing. Right. Versus your friends knowing you like the back of their hand, like she always on some bullshit. She probably always lying. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't got no friends that really care about you, you ain't gonna never know you've been on some bullshit, you know. And it sucks too because you see a lot of people get into just get into stuff where like not even because like even you saying like people gonna do what they want to do, you know what I'm saying? Like you see people do things that are really bad for them. And before you know it, they alone. And they don't even understand why. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, I think it is vital that we hold our our friends accountable because we care about them. Mm -hmm. Because we want to see them succeed and, you know, be happy and aesthetic and have a joyful life so I think it is I would I value if if I'm doing something that's out of pocket or something that may not be beneficial to me and my friends see it I would want them to tell me or come and have a conversation with me like Mickey look I see you know you doing this or you saying that you know or even like at the beginning of the show when I was you know talking about fucking FedEx and y'all was like Mickey you gotta speak positive you can't mm-hmm. you know if you say that that's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm. I appreciate you know y'all saying don't say that that's gonna happen cause that's what's gonna happen you know as opposed to saying your, your shit gone fuck it bitch right right your ass off that she was negative you know what I'm saying yeah. that shit that's not gonna and help pre- you but me knowing myself mm-hmm. and not Look at because here's the thing a lot of people look at and it's unfortunate but a lot of people look at everyone in the world like they out to get them mm-hmm. and that's 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 something that people will have to deal with on their own mm-hmm. but I don't look at y'all or just people in general it is some people that's out to get me I do know that personally mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna take that those two people and put that on the whole world mm-hmm. so if y'all said that to me I ain't take it the wrong way like they don't know what the fuck they talk about. I took it like, no, they right, they care, they know I've been trying to get this damn uh, 
Yep. Memory foam mattress forever. <laughs> and, I better quit playing with her. And, 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 and then y'all said to me, because that's even something as small as that is holding me accountable for me saying the negative, like, oh, shit, it's in Area 51. Mm-hmm. I ain't never gonna get that shit. <laughs> and then, like Candace said, Mickey, you can't say that, though, because that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate that, but you had those people who wouldn't even take that mm-hmm. as know somebody trying to look out for them something as small as that mm-hmm. you had those people that'll be like what the fuck she talking about she don't know what the fuck she talking about she mean that's gonna happen oh you must want it to happen mm-hmm. it's not even that it's literally don't speak negative we trying to look out for you speak positive about whatever the situation is whether it's something that's small that's a fedex you know delivery yeah so i appreciate that i i think that we should hold each other accountable for mm-hmm. our actions, our words, whatever. And then if you see us doing something that's not beneficial to us, mm-hmm. you should be able to take your friend aside and have a conversation with her mm-hmm. about it. So, I, I mean, this is about sisters. sister. Well, not sisters as in biological, but sisterhood. Yeah. But... One of my best friends, who happens to be a man, mm-hmm. he is the same with me. My friend Darius, he's the same with me. This live all the way in Houston. Yeah. But he he'll call me on some shit like, "All right, Mick, no, that ain't what it is." But this is about sisterhood. But anyway, just wanted to point that out. I do. So um, next key point I have. Us as women, you know, uplifting and encouraging our friends, our sisters. In the black community, you know, may grow up in the hood or whatever. And you don't necessarily see that. You always see your black neighbors, females, fighting and blood each other over some dumb shit mm-hmm. and never actually uplifting or encouraging each other. I think that this is something that black women need to normalize. Mm-hmm. Encouraging each other and uplifting each other in all aspects of life. It's needed though. You know, like um, I think people, not even people, us as women sometimes underestimate that not everybody might have that immediately. So when you step out into the world, you do have these friends. You got to understand, like, we all have been taught something different. So why not encourage somebody? Because you never know who got low self-esteem. You never know who comes from a toxic-ass family. You never know, well, not even, you never know, but you might underestimate how somebody's thought process could like make them feel about themselves based off of where they come from, you know, what their family has taught them on how to view themselves. So if you're not, that's why I'm like, as a friend, it might be your responsibility to look out for that person. You ain't related to this person. The universe brought y'all together for a reason, or y'all just so happen to, you know, click for a reason. It was never your job to make shit worse on them. It was never your responsibility to make them feel even worse about maybe they not as confident as they should be or maybe they don't see themselves like how you see them 
So it ain't your responsibility to like build this bitch, but you can tell her like she look nice, you know. You ain't gotta hate on her, you ain't gotta think she in competition with you because she might wanna feel good about herself every now and again. And not even just like with that that key point, not even just with the black females that you know. Mm-hmm. Like I saw this girl on TikTok, white girl on TikTok, and she was talking about the difference between white girls and black girls. And she was like, yes, you know, majority of my friends are white and we could go out somewhere and they never compliment me. She was like, but I could be in the grocery store with my hair in a ponytail, but I just got a color. And she was like, you know, it's a black girl in the aisle that comes up to me like, okay, I see you ponytail. I see you, you looking cute. And she was like, she just, she gets that all the time from, Black women in stores, black women in school. Cause she, I forgot. I think she said she goes to NYU, mm-hmm. and she was like, um, black women just constantly mm-hmm. uplift her. These are black women she don't even know, mm. but her white counterparts that she goes to school, that she hangs out with, that she knows, they never uplift her. Or never, you know, none of that. So I was just like, okay, black women, we we need to do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So whether I know you or I just see this black girl walking downtown because she looking cute, you know what? I'm gonna compliment her. I don't know her, but she cute. She might not ever hear nobody tell her how pretty she is. And I do that. That's something that I, I do on the regular. And it's not even I do it because I have to. It's just every I do it because I want to. So I just think that black women, like, yeah, we should always be uplifting and encouraging each other. That say a lot, too. If um, women outside of our race could recognize that we have that type of those one those are one of our strengths because I know exactly what you mean. Like we quick to be like, okay, look at you. Yeah, like, I see you ponytail. Yeah, but it's a um it I is I see you yellow dress. <laughs> but it's a, a it sucks because we don't get that on our end. Like we sitting up here fighting with our homegirls, not knowing like who who else gonna be a better friend? You know what I'm saying? Or that's yeah. just my insight. It might, like I said, it might be that girl. You don't know her. You don't know her. Like her in the street, and her makeup is beat. Her hair is cute. You know, she got a fly outfit, and nobody. She might be feeling so ugly inside. Yeah. And then a random stranger comes up to her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see you yellow dress. Yeah. You look so pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, I love your hair. That's so cute. Oh, who did your makeup? That's so pretty. And it just it will instantly boost her confidence and I guarantee you she'll be thinking about it all day. She'll be telling whoever, yeah, this random girl just came up to me and told me how pretty I was. Mm -hmm. And she could have been feeling so ugly on the inside. Never even knew. So I think it's very important for us as black women to uplift each other and encourage each other, you know, a moment to be transparent. That's why I said that. Because I come, my like, in my family dynamic, it's always been like, um, 
Because I was just on the phone with my dad about this. And he was just so surprised. He like, you know, you ain't never talked about this or whatever. But it's like little stuff people underestimate. Like in my family, I have a whole lot of aunties. But the majority is on my mom's side. Let's say that. Um, it's all boys. You feel me? Whenever I'm looking my best, I have three like other I have one other cousin on our bloodline. She was she's always encouraged to look super cute because that's how her relationship with, is with her mom. Like she'll take pictures of her. My auntie then sat up here and had a whole photo shoot with my cousin out in public because she wants her daughter to feel great. Yeah. Y'all the moment and it's no shade on my mom, but it's like the moment I'm looking my best, it's always some negative response to it. And that's why, me personally, I do thank God for the friends I do have because they be, like, gassing me. Like, you know, you got a sis, you got this, that, and the other. Like, you look good. But that's why I hold my friendships to a high standard. I don't need all the extra shit you giving mm -hmm. me. I don't need all the negativity you giving me because I'm already getting this at Well, I grew up getting this at home. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not even to say, like, why is this happening or anything like that but like i said you never know how somebody might be seeing themselves i was being transparent on the phone with my dad i'm like sometimes i have felt like because of the way my mom had raised me to a certain degree i gotta tone it down in order for somebody to even want to be consistently friends with me you never know like how somebody like i said you never know how somebody grew up can influence their thought process about themselves and it's like you grow up into being a people pleaser to a certain degree. If you don't catch that shit, you know, you might be in a position where you're just like trying to make everybody happy, make everybody try to like you in, in a certain yeah. extent, you know? So, that was just my take on that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, um, yeah. I, I am fortunate enough, you know, my mom and my two sisters. And I, I'll say my dad too. Um, but we're speaking on women. My mom and my two sisters, we always, you know, complimented each other. Mm -hmm. So, and not just on looks, like, you know, even like when I was um, first starting out doing makeup, looking back on how my makeup was at that time to me look like garbage mm -hmm. just looking at how I how fucking amazing my skill is now compared to when I first started to me it looked like okay Mickey what the fuck what right. you doing <laughs> but I remember my mom really encouraging me you know you got this like oh my god that looks so pretty. I got a picture of my mom's makeup that I did years ago. Mm -hmm. And my mom, my mom was not a person who was like, oh, you got to take this picture and put it on whatever page you got. My mom was like, no, don't take no picture of me. Don't put it up. When I did my mom's makeup and looking back at it, like, it looked okay. It wasn't the best. But my mom said to me, take the picture. And put it on your Instagram page. This was years, years ago. Like right after my dad had passed. 2014. And I just remember like my mama probably looked in the mirror and was like, it's okay. It's just my daughter. 
And when I tell y'all my mama did not like her picture being on no social media page or nothing, my mama was there. She was that person that she had to be top tier, look good, mm -hmm. to have a picture taken. Yeah. So the fact that she even let me, she suggested that I take the picture and, and put it on my Instagram page. I remember my older sister had said something to me one day. She was like, um, did she know when you put that on her Instagram page? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, she was the one that actually suggested that I do it. Mm. So just even knowing that, yes, just feeling very fortunate for my mother. That's hype. And too. my sisters. Because I remember you In are. Virgin, oh, go ahead. Girl, you, you see some of my earlier makeup. Like, it wasn't bad. I said it like it's horrible. It wasn't bad, but it was mm -hmm. it was not the best. It wasn't just standard. Compared yeah. to, like, foundation-wise, I could blend some foundation. That wasn't the problem. Oh. That wasn't an issue. <laughs> but, like, just other little, other little shit. But, yeah, my mom, she, she was very encouraging. Uh, even of my craft. So it's not always um, an outer appearance thing. It could be encouraging your craft, you know, encourage like my dad, for example. At one point in time, I wanted to be an illustrator. This lasted all of two years. I could draw very, very well. So I used to draw little cartoon characters and shit. And I showed my dad this um, Bugs Bunny that I had drew. And he started telling me, yeah, you know, you should check out this school. You know, you should do this. He took my one picture I had drew of Daffy Duck and my dad took a picture of it. He was an electrician. He took a picture of it and made a sticker. He like taped it to his lunchbox. Oh my. And like I said, I ain't really I had the talent, have the talent, but that wasn't something I really wanted to do. But my dad encouraged, yeah, you should do this. You know, I'ma talk to this person about this. You know, I'ma look into this. So that encouraging factor and uplifting is something that's, you know, I feel really important in a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Your friends, you know, a female stranger, as far as black women go, you might not know this girl and you just want to tell her, oh, you look cute today. Mm -hmm. And you don't even know this girl, you ain't never seen her a day in your life. You, you never know, know. she probably needed that. She probably in a toxic relationship or some shit. Like, mm -hmm. and literally, this, this is what made me pick this topic. I picked this topic at like, 12 midnight last night. I was in the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> Peace. And not feeling like I looked the best, you know. I literally went to go buy groceries. And this older black woman came up to me. And I guess she assumed I was mad or angry or something. I wasn't. I was trying to find a bagels. And I couldn't find a bagels. So I might have had like a rest of bitch face. She came up to me and she was like, uh-uh. And I had, you know, unfortunately, I pulled my mask down because I couldn't breathe, but there was nobody else really in the aisle. So she came up to me and she was like, uh-uh, chin up. You have such a pretty face. You better smile that pretty face. And it instantly made me smile. And she was like, there it is. You got a smile that could bright up the entire world. I don't care if you got a mask on. You better smile behind it. Oh, dude, she had to be like in her 70s. Oh, yes. And I, I, I don't know this woman came up to me in Kroger. And I just remember it made me feel, and I've always been very confident, but even with that, her telling me that just made me feel really good within the moment. Mm -hmm. And 
eventually I'm on the babies, but (laughs) she thought I'm she thought I was upset about something. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to find bagels, but I got I've been told that I have a resting bitch face that could kill somebody. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm I'm just looking for bagels, bitch. Right? Mm-hmm. Can't find these fucking bagels. <laughs> and that's cool too to even know. Like, you don't really be tripping. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, 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 so I'm at the point, like, I'm like, fuck this mask. Yeah. Man. I can't find <laughs> Where's the bagels in this bitch? And I'm finding every bagel but the ones I'm looking I'm looking for the cinnamon raisin. I see blueberry. I see pla- Who the fuck eat plain right. bagels? <laughs> Insane ass shit. <laughs> Candace, how you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, she's really uplifting. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what y'all was talking about. Last couple talking about. Um, I know the topic of the show. I'm this, about uh, well, this key point was just uplifting and encouraging your black female. I, I only say black because black women, we go through the most shit in the world. Okay. So I'm sorry, white women, Latina women, Asian women, whatever. This ain't right. about y'all today. It's about us black women. Like uplifting Every day your, the your right? black female counterpart, whether you know her or don't know her. I do it all the time. My one friend, she used to tell me, she's like, Candace, And I used to laugh, like, well, I guess I'm too nice there. But I love, like, I I pull back from it because I don't know why, like, all these girls try to hit on me like crazy. I had pulled back from it because, <laughs> like, no, like, for real, like, she'll tell you, like, I always have girls, like, come up, caress my arm, mm-hmm. rub my hair, and I'm like, the same thing I do to a dude, like, I know how to respect the person, I'm like, dude, but, yes, like, I, you. <laughs> I literally, like, I'll see a girl, especially, I guess it's a group of girls, I don't ever want one of them to feel left out, so even if I think one of them, like, can use some I'll still compliment them. Like, I'll find something to compliment them. Where I just keep it short and sweet. Like, y'all are all so pretty. And I have, like, a ton of people, like, and I'm not even going to throw no guys in this because, like, with the topic is based off. Like, I'll have females coming to me at the booth, like, girl, you so pretty. You are gorgeous. And just, like, say everything in the world is just so sweet. And, like, I know where I came from, where. I was always confident, but I had low self-esteem because I didn't find myself pretty. Mm. So when I hear that, like, I'm like, you never know. Women can be in their 30s, their 40s, whatever, and still be dealing with, like, you know, they see on social media and shit, and they feel like, I got to look like that to be called pretty. So I like look at them like, it don't matter if you super dark skin, you super light skin, you got what they call nappy hair or whatever, like that whole term is stupid. You have your hair dreadlocks, coils, whatever, bald head, whatever. I'm still gonna like compliment you. You could be a size double zero, you could be a size 28. Like, if I see it and I could just, I don't know, my energy, my intuition just picks up on shit like real clearly. So, I'll see somebody and then if I feel like they're feeling down, whatever, I'm like, man, bad as fuck. Like, I'll even get to the point where you think I'm flirting with you, even though I know I'm not, but. Sometimes it's like, like how she was saying earlier, those little words can really change somebody's day because like if somebody hears something negative and positive in the same day, for some reason the negativity always holds more weight. Yeah. So I'm like, let me boost the fuck up out of you with this, you know, to make you really be like, 
this girl told me I look pretty and that I should wear this dress. Or I've been in a situation where I see girls like try to hold like they want friend out like, girl, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I'll peep it. And I'll be like, girl, you fly as fuck. Like, I wish I had that outfit. And make her friends just feel real stupid because it's like, no matter what your friends say, you always gonna, I hate to say it, but you gonna probably always have at least one or two people that you know that's really like hating yeah. secretly. And so for you to have somebody that you don't know come up out of, out of the you know public and just be like, yo, your fit is dope. Yo, your shoes are nice. Your hair is laid. They don't really receive that versus their friends because they may think like, my friend gotta tell me I look nice on their friend. Right. Even though that shouldn't be the case, but somebody you don't even know coming up to you and telling you like, yo, you on your fly shit. Yeah. It's gonna hold different weight. So I'm for it. Like, I, I feel like I wish um, more people would do it because it really, especially women, I feel like it would change the tones and narratives that we think we gotta abide by. Right. But yeah, all in all, there's nothing negative that well, even when you text me earlier this week, I'm like the timing of that. Like right. I really needed it. I'm a psychic, Loki. You might be like you. a little empath. I was like, I was like, send her a text. No, like, but it was like <laughs> that's why I asked. I'm like, how you feel about this shit? Cause you on it, and I was like, oh man. Like I just sense certain things about people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but like just you know, I feel like female. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm never, I've never been that hating type of person where even like your close friends might have that. I was just telling Vic earlier, I was like, they might have that 1% green monster. And it don't make them a bad person, <laughs> but it means that they suffer for something that they haven't done work on mm-hmm. in themselves. Yeah. But other than that, I was like, you know, what's wrong with making your friend smile or like Sorry. telling your friend like, and we could go out, and your friend could get hit on all night, and you might not get hit on at all. And you be thinking to yourself, like, is something wrong? Like, am I not feeling about something? But I'm never going to say to where some females be like, well, I ain't getting attention. I'm about to drag you, because you about to call me. I'll still be like, bitch, you bad. Look at all these numbers you got. Can can I borrow some? Like, I'm going to I'm going to boost. I'm going to still yes, because I'm like, it don't take nothing for me, and I'll just look at it like, if I ain't get no attention, maybe all the people that was gonna try to talk to me was evil, and God peeped it. God said, no, nope. nope, curve, curve, curve. So, yeah, I'm not for it. I love um, that. Let me, girl, you bad. Let me borrow some of that number. I love it. My sister on my way. I love it. Let me play on the phone. Now let me play on the phone. So, our um, next key point I have, um, like I said, no random order. I just jotted some shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing our sister to be independent but dependable. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, like, yes, go out there and get your bag, honey. You know, make sure that you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, also be that shoulder that someone can be that person that someone can depend on. Yeah. And it don't always have to be a financial thing. Um, and also, I didn't add this to the key point, but 
yes, we are independent, but sometimes allow yourself to be okay with being me. Like, yes, I'm mm -hmm. independent, but I need you. Or, yes, I'm independent, but I need your help. Yes, I'm independent, but I ain't got no fucking job, and I need some help. Can you let me hold something? Or, yes, I'm independent, but I just need to feel needed, or I need a hug, or I need... And this might sound like... I'm talking about a relationship. It do kind of sound like that, but... No, and it could be towards a relationship, but this is more so, you know, like I said, with your female counterparts. Um, and I guess I could throw it in there. Yes, I'm independent, but I need my man or my significant other. I need to feel like at this point in my life, I feel like I'm not worth it. And this point in my life might be 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't mean like for effort. It might just be, I might be having a bad 10 minutes where I'm just feeling like, man, I ain't shit. Somebody come give me a hug. I need a hug. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm fucking an alpha female and I'm independent and shit, but, you know, who's there to save the superhero, so to speak? So, just allowing ourselves to be that way. Mm -hmm. To feel that way. To know that it's okay to be strong and independent, but also to be, like I just said, you know, I need a hug, or I need some financial help, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just need, I need, etc. And I know there's a lot of, especially with the shit that black females go through, that we have gotten to that point in society, black, even... You know, your celebrity black females or your female that may not have the financial means to really do what she wants to do. But But um yeah, you might have your celebrity female that got all the money in the world. Or you might have your black female that's barely making it, but she has an independent mindset. Like, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? Yeah, I just got this addiction notice, but fuck it. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to make sure I ain't got to worry once this 30 days is up, but I still got a roof over my head mm -hmm. type of independence. But black women, like I said, we get to that point of I got to be strong because who the fuck else cares about me? Mm -hmm. I got to be independent because I can't depend upon the world to look out for me. I'm a black woman. We already see how they treat black women. Like we at the, the bottom of the totem pole. Mm -hmm. So I gotta be independent. It's not by choice. You know, you might have Becky Sue over here who comes from a wealthy white family and her white counterparts, not even just her family, but whites, America, is gonna always look out for her because she's white. She kind of has a choice mm -hmm. as to whether she wants to be independent or strong or be whatever. As we're black women, we feel like we don't have that choice mm -hmm. because who the fuck cares about us? Mm -hmm. Definitely not America. Mm -hmm. Shit, you look all over the world and you see how black women are treated. You see how black women are even treated in our own motherland in Africa. That's 
they they mutilate black women over there. Okay, talk about so, it. So we get to that point because we've seen since the beginning of time how black women have been treated. But we also now we need to get to that point of knowing, like, yeah, we can still be strong and independent, but we can also be vulnerable. We can also be, you know, allow ourselves to feel. A lot of times, black women don't allow themselves to feel those emotions that we may have. Like, we may want to cry. We chuck it up. Bitch, you better not cry. You ain't got time to cry. Mm -hmm. But you might need to cry. Mm -hmm. You might need to go have a moment to yourself and just break the fuck down. Mm -hmm. But it's so, so much shit. Like I said, I feel like I'm being repetitive. There's so much shit no. that happens to black women that we get to that point of, like, I don't have room for error. You gotta be, be kind way. to yourself. Sometimes. I can't even be that way. And then sometimes we push it off, not even to bring relationships into it, but we push it off on our mates, whether you gay, straight, lesbian, whatever. We push it off on our, our spouses mm -hmm. where they may want to even be there for you. But you got this mindset of, I, I gotta do it. it. I, can't, I can't allow it to be. You know, I can't be that way. I got to be strong at all times. All times, I got to be strong. I got to be, you know. And some, mm, that's why I say it really depends on what you talk to. Because as far as what you're going about being independent and being dependable, I think that plays a big part into who you can depend on in your friendships. I think that's just essential to, like, Communicate with your homies enough to know, like, okay, girl, you got it, but I got your back still. Right. Like, I know who to call out my friendship. I can, I can feel like I can call any one of my chicas. Like, can I borrow fifty dollars for real? Cause I need it. Like, I'm really going through it right now. And my aunt was telling me earlier this week. She was saying, cause my auntie, she's so animated. So she was just like, I'm getting me and my girls back together. Like, <laughs> she was saying, like they had a good friendship. Like, you know, back. I want to say she was like around that time, you know, they all probably had kids and stuff, but they still wanted to hang out on the weekend. So that she like. That reminded me of that movie. I can't think of the name of the movie, but mm -hmm. I just remember the Flossy Pops. Flossy Posse. Uh, I think that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> but that's she was like, these women had like a jar that they would like put money in to like, you know, when we hanging out on this day or yeah. whenever we hanging out, this the money we using for our drinks right. and stuff. But she <laughs> went up. and she was saying right. like, because we all had kids, we would bring the kids and stuff. And then they had shit to do, shit to play with. And we in the other room, you know, talking our shit, having a good time. But she did bring up the down, like the ups and the downs. She was like, when it was down, she was like, I remember one of our homegirls called us. Like, they turned off her water and she didn't even expect it. And the same money that they was putting in a little pot to, like, supply for their drinks. Yeah. That's the same money that they used to, like... Here, bitch, you need your water. Like, right. we gonna put your water back on right. with this same money. Right. As well as the fact that she was like, it happened so fast. <laughs> but yeah. um, for the girl, she was like, well, I guess I'm just supplying the drinks. And they like, well, yeah, like, we ain't have to tell you that. And I thought it was just so cool. Because I'm like, yeah, that's how me and, we don't all, me and my friends, we don't all do the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. I got some, one of my homegirls, she live all the way in, out in D.C., but she don't smoke or drink. Okay. But she's a good enough friend to be like, okay, I'll sit with y'all and do it. You know <laughs> well, what I'm saying? I'll catch the content. <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Or she'll be like, um, 
she might interact just a little bit. Like, okay, I'll have some wine with y'all. I'll have, like, some wine with y'all. That's as much as I'm doing. And it's even to know, like, that stuff builds us up as women. To know that you ain't, Mm -hmm. not even necessarily, like, men, we do have, we don't have to depend on them for real. But it is good to know if you don't have a man you could depend on, you need a good, solid-ass friendship to where somebody, like, all right, girl, we know you ain't got it, but we got you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, because nowadays, people kill me like, I can't be friends with her because she ain't never got no money. Teach her how to get some money. What if she just don't know? Like, right. you know what I'm I saying? I can see if she just out here being a lazy, bum bitch. Yeah. But if you, like, I know for personal reasons that I, I'm that friend that, will if I got 50 cent, I'm going to give you a quarter. And you need the whole 50 cent. <laughs> I'm going to give you the whole 50 cent. But I also know that I've been, you know, in situations where I didn't have. And I know that there were a few people that I definitely could depend upon. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to ask. And they called and like, hey, you okay? Like, especially during last year when I got laid off during the pandemic, I had my... My two of my friends was calling me every single week. And we hadn't hung out in a minute, but they was calling me every single week. Like, do you need something? Do you need something? I got you. My one friend <laughs> gonna tell me, look, I'm talking to this nigga. I don't really fuck with him like that, but he gonna be cashing me out. I'm gonna ask him to let me hold a, a thousand to get to. Don't worry about paying it back. This is just some nigga I'm fucking with. Yeah. And Literally gave me a thousand dollars to pay my rent. Come on, friend. And <laughs> I had another friend, and then, and she still to this day, call me. You you need something? You mm. good? Never looking for nothing in return. Just being a really solid, good ass friend. Mm-hmm. And then I had another friend who was calling me all the time. And then you know she she fell on a little hard time for a couple months, but she. Back up real quick, mm-hmm. and you know what hit me? Like yeah, I know you know we we going through it right now. Um, can I borrow fifty dollars? If I got it, here, here you go. And I'm not that person who loans money and asks for it back. If I loan it to you, I'm not really loaning it to you. I'm giving it to you. Mm-hmm. If you pay me back, I ain't gonna turn it down. But I'm not looking for you to give it back. But I looked at my cat, literally had forgot about it. So I had seventy-five dollars in my cash app. I'm like, where did this come from? And then I see it say who it was from. I'm like, oh shit, she paid me back with interest. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really important to have, you know, friends. I feel that like though. Because my and best friend, she bought me my first Gucci belt. No, for real. That shit meant the world to me. I'm like, okay, you balling like that this Christmas? And you bought me my first Gucci belt, bitch? Like, you already knew. Y'all are good friends. Niggas talking me down for $2. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas talking me down. We gonna get you some new friends. We gonna get you some new friends, for real. But $2. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, I broke my, my eight quarters. Girl, I was $2. I went to McDonald's, bro. My brother Kyle was like, yeah, I got you, bro. Uh, three days later, we up here playing the game and stuff. He was like, hey, bro, you got that two dollars? What? I'm like, I'm like, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? He was like, man, yeah, bro, I'm on the Arizona from the stove. I need that two dollars. <laughs> what is <laughs> 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 that? 
Mm-mm. You knew you didn't have it when you asked me it. when you said you was about to give me that McDonald's right. shit. You knew you didn't have it. That nigga ate quarter though. Now I like your style. Just count all them bitches and make it make sense. Hey, that's what Samsung did to Apple. That is what they did. They paid them a hundred million dollars in a lawsuit in pennies. They had like a big ass truck. Just dumping in front of Apple store. Samsung. Yes. Because Apple sued them for something. I don't remember what it was for. Yeah. I love it. They was like in pennies. A hundred million dollars in pennies. A bunch of trucks coming up dumping pennies in front of the store. That's why we got a coin shortage. They don't want to talk about that shit. That has got everything to do with it. I love it. This really happened. How much money was they supposed to pay? Like a hundred million. Something like that. What? In pennies? Truck after truck after. This went on for days. (laughs) They had that shit done. I think it was at the Apple store in New York. Or it was one in California. I feel like it was in New York. That's what I think. Did y'all see that picture though? That old, I mean y'all probably are familiar with it, but the Apple, the Apple being the Apple and then, you know, it was like the part of Apple that's bitten off, the little piece of it say Samsung. Y'all never seen that picture? No. Yeah. I've never seen that. Okay, maybe I'm doing too much, but no, I'm not. I thought, that it shit. I thought it was too. Like, damn, this is deep now. Show me this shit. I'm not to be in the chat. So because, like, so a lot of Apple products used to have, like, inside of them used to have Sony owned products. And then I guess Apple. Somehow got rid of them working with them, but mm-hmm. I know like a lot of their products. That's one of the reasons. Like, so if you hear somebody ever say Apple products cost really expensive, you're not really paying for Apple. You're paying for Sony. So if you buy like shit on Sony and then you gotta do all the add-ins. <laughs> Let me see. Oh wow! Y'all seen it? I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That shit is so lit. I'm like, is this how money works? Because y'all shit. making this thing like... A lot of them do be doing shit linked together. Yeah. I know like a lot of the... Um, like this the one tech, I'm talking about. Oh, you showing um, yeah, This one? Yes. He just showed it to us. But like a lot of the tech stuff, whatever, you know, the shit that's inside your Apple products was being made by... It used by, to be made by Sony and Samsung. And Samsung, yeah. And then... Um, Apple, when they changed over, I guess whoever was like the main like creative designer, mm-hmm. they switched over, and then that's part of the lawsuit because they found out something. I guess the Apple made Samsung was using it illegally; they didn't have the rights to use it. Mm-hmm. So that's how the lawsuit went, and then Apple won the lawsuit. But like the dude, like he didn't give a shit. You go get your money, but you ain't gonna get it in whatever medium you expected. You're not getting a check. That's why if I sue somebody, I'm gonna specify. Like I, I want this shit in a check. No, I want it direct supper. deposit. We not even do that because they'll try to do some dumbass shit with a yeah, check. That's check crazy. <laughs> Like no. I love this. Like, do y'all know how? Like, this oh, is. You found it. Yes. <laughs> I just love it. Like, I'm gonna pay you your money, but yeah. count it outside. That's like a petty ass <laughs> person. Like, 
Oh, you better be a genius to think about something like that. Like, <laughs> I already know I'm going to pay him, bitch. Like, I don't even care. And judge ain't specify how I got to pay him. They just they said pay him. They probably got my phone at every penny. <laughs> okay, bitch. Exactly. I got you. The person who did it was this Asian guy. I remember seeing because they showed it on the Today Show. He was standing in a white suit, Asian dude, just laughing. Because he was the owner. He was the CEO of Samsung. Like, okay. Oh. And they had it just dumped. Yeah, she just she pulled just it up. Pulled up the picture. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. But I'll never forget that. Kind of got off topic a little bit, but um, that's key key point. Kind of going from the being independent to being dependable. Um, teaching our sisters how to look out for themselves and be responsible. Mm-hmm. I want to. Like your face was just priceless. What did I do? Your face was priceless. I, I can't do it. Because I feel that shit. For real, like, y'all. Something I've been wanting to do, but then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start kind of like a little, like a group forum, whole classes or whatever. I was actually going to do this. I had been invited to do this at um, my son's school. He went to... Henry Ford High, CSS, College for Creative, y'all know College for Creative stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he went to the high school that they had. Yeah. So the high school was downtown. Inside, yep. The yeah. high school was actually inside of the college. Mm-hmm. So they eventually changed the name. Now it's uh, CCS. Whatever that school is, something prep. Hmm. Yeah, what's the, to what's the, the you prep? So yeah. But they added an art and design. So he went to the art and design school, but they changed it from CCS to you prep. But it's still inside of CCS. Wow. Mm-hmm. So CCS you know, is dope. They be teaching their students all type of stuff. Yeah. Sign up. You got a, a full scholarship there. Period. Yeah. He chose Michigan State, but still. <laughs> all right, player. You but know what anyway, you're doing. <laughs> so something I wanted to do with that, which hopefully. As you know, it's calming down a little bit with COVID and everything. Well, I had been invited to speak to the girls at the high school. Yeah. Uh, at the time, my work schedule, I was working at Quick Loans at the time, and my work schedule was fucking crazy. So I was trying to find time to do it. Never, It never happened. But it's something I'm still really big on doing once shit kind of cooled down a little bit and we can all like gather together. But just starting like a group forum or something and talking to young girls, women too, but young girls about how to be responsible and look out for themselves. Yeah. Things that they can do, that they can get into, how to invest their money, you know. We talked about this last week, stocks and bonds, and um, just so that they know that, yes, it's okay to depend, like the last key point, depend on people. Mm-hmm. But also not to take away from still being independent yeah. and being able to take care of yourself if the chips fall where mm-hmm. they may. You know that, okay, well, that didn't work out, but I'm still good because I got my own. You know, I invested in myself. Yes, I look out for other people, but they're still the team with me. But I do look out for other people. But just um, teaching, like I said, teaching especially younger girls who are still depending on their parents or their family or whatever. They haven't really entered that world where they have to take care of themselves. 
or we can start them off early. So when it is time for them to get into the world where they gotta take care of themselves, they already know what to do. They can start early and don't be out there in the world like, oh shit, I'm broke, I ain't got nowhere to live, I ain't got nowhere to go, I don't know how I'm gonna eat today. You know, so, mm-hmm. especially, and yeah, and for grown women too, because there are some grown women who don't know, but just, this, this key point is more so focused on the younger females. Like, how can we, as adult women, help the younger black females so that when they are, you know, when we get to that adulthood, if they are already solidified, or they, they don't have to worry, they're going to paycheck for paycheck. Mm-hmm. And worry where next meal is going to come from. That's from things I went through growing up. I feel like there's never a prepared moment. And what I mean by that is kind of like life gives you different things that you can Even if you grow up with a foundation where you go to school. You're never really prepared for life. I feel like in order to really prepare younger females, it's just really to just give them a basic idea. Like, hey, I don't care if you got 10 million people or 10 people around you telling you they got you, have yourself. So try to have yourself in a mindset. I feel like the best way they can develop to not um, experience any lack is to mentally be stable. Because I know, like, for myself, I didn't necessarily do the quote-unquote book-by-book rules where it's like, go to school. I went to school. I started having issues in middle school. And I was homeschooled my high school year. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up going to college and getting a degree. And then I'm still with my parents, of course. But even with all that happening, I was always mentally on my own, very independent. So it was like, I don't care if my daddy came through one day and he had these moments where he like, here five hundred dollars. He give me, my sister, my brother five hundred dollars, and I'm like, okay, that's oh, cool. Mm-hmm. But and it wouldn't happen. So it wouldn't really happen often. And if it happened in the summer, I'm like, my daddy must have hit a quick lottery because even when that nigga had money, he was like, nope. In my pocket, but, it's my money. Right. He <laughs> might buy us something, but he wouldn't just cash us up. But yeah, for me, even was. when it happened, it was like I was Girl, still I like, just like the fact that he just <laughs> dropped some bands on y'all. He would just come out of nowhere. But I just like the fact that when it happened, it was like I still never hung on to it. Like, my daddy don't always give me money. Did I feel like I could rely on my parents? Yes, but I never got to the point where it was like, Depended I'm going to rely on my parents 100%. And it was nothing, no shade against them. But it was like, there may be something that I want that my parents might think, you don't need that. But I want it bad enough. So just coming from that, once I, my first job was at, um, my first official job on my own. Because I had worked at my dad's store. But on my own, it was at Victoria's Secrets. And... I don't know, just me naturally just seeing shit. I guess it was always instilled in me, like, the value of a dollar. And I was making $8 an hour. I was working, I think, like, 20 hours a week. And I just remember, like, seeing girls come there and stuff with, like, designer bags and all this. And I'm like, you need to get this, you need to get that. And I knew in my mind, I wanted a car. 
And that was like, I'm like, because when I have a car, I'm going to be able to make moves. Because I knew in my life all the time, I'm going to work for myself. I don't care if I'm getting paid $400 an hour. I want to call my own hours where if I want to sleep all day, I'm still making a couple thousands, hundred thousands. So why I say mentally is because when I did get a job where I was able to move out of my parents' home and, you know, pay my rent at starting, I think it was like $800 a month. I had to come to a conclusion where this is you working for somebody else, so this is not promised. At any given time, they can clip your ass, which eventually happened. Now, if you, you know you're coaching younger women, you're telling them like, "Hey, look, we want to get y'all together. You know, this is the steps you want to do." They can follow these steps. They can even go to a step of where they're, you know, creating their own business, and then life hits you. Nobody is prepared for you. May be on the street. And you even, like, my parents, some people actually do still have their parents where they're like, hey, Ma, can you hurry up from 400? I don't get 400 from my auntie, and that'll take care of me. When your parents gone, and if you don't have daily, no life insurance or something, then what? So now you got in your mind, like, how can I make a quick G? Because there's no rent in Michigan that's really less than a thousand. Mm -hmm. So how can I make this? Now you resort to, am I going to have to hustle? Am I going to have to sell pictures of my body? Am I going to have to do this and that and the third to have this come up? So I feel like the best thing for, you know, like what you're saying, to take on it, talking to females is like just like mentally preparing them. Because when I feel like when you're mentally stable, you, you're, you, you're more efficient. You're better to work off that. Yeah. Versus if you like, I got income coming in. <coughs> I ain't too concerned. I got money coming in. I can put this to the side. But then when life hits you, mm -hmm. Could be driving, getting a car accident. Talk about it. And, and and let's say nothing happens to you, but something happens to your your transportation. You know you can't really count on buses. Then you have to resort to things like Uber and Lyft, and then that takes a lot out of you. So then what? So you and but you're not thinking. You like, hey, I'm following the rules. I'm driving the way I'm supposed to. And then there's always an idiot coming out of nowhere, smashing your shit. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say like. I feel like mentally is like one of the best things to do for younger girls just to let them know like look anything can happen but just off basic standards where it's like hey always try to have you a cushion so you know like I told I think I said this like a few episodes ago I was watching a show where this guy was like when you get your money and your paycheck one of the best things to do is spend your 20s save your hundreds so you getting paid like say you got $680 or whatever. Like, try to put your hundreds away and then just work off your 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, do what you can. Pay your rent, pay your, your bills and your utilities, your credits, credit cards. And then buy you some food, buy you rice. Something that you know that's going to stabilize you within a week. Mm -hmm. You know, and put that back. That's something really good. You don't even have to open up a savings account. Because savings accounts now, they charge you for that shit. They charge you. Mm -hmm. So get you a cushion. Get you a little Nike box. Do an old school style hustle. Throw that shit in there. Put it away. Take your credit card. I've done this. I haven't had this issue, but I just done it to myself to see, like, would this really help? Freeze. Put your shit in the freezer in the ice box. Put it in the freezer. Don't touch it. Does the money do it come back to life? Yeah. <laughs> it won't break because it's like, imagine your credit card. She's talking about a credit card, yeah. not like actual cash. No. Yeah, I was but even if you, but look though, but even if you did put your water in ice, 
As long as the serial number, that shit don't come up. That's yeah. that's why you know when they hold it up to the light, they can see that shit. You've seen um, some strippers. Mm-hmm. A lot of strippers. I knew a girl who was a stripper, and she used to when I worked at Macy's, she used to come in and get her makeup done by me, and she would tell me stories of like of being a stripper. I love strippers. They're so transparent. <laughs> she would tell me like, yeah, girl. She's like, when I get home and I take my bag of money home. And she was like, oh, that shit be smelling like dirty coochie. Oh. And she was, like, she, was like, no. she was like, I go ahead and I grab my tie and I put that shit in the washing machine. Yeah. She washed her yeah, that's, we're, And we're then she'll put it in the, uh, put it in the dryer. <laughs> she'll put it in the dryer, throw a, uh, a fabric sheet in there, and then take it out. She was like, a lot of girls hang their money up to let it dry. I ain't got time for that. I put it in the dryer with a fabric sheet. Like, or you could get the little bags that you're supposed to put your bras in, put the money in there, yeah. throw it in there, and clean it. So you can, like, as long as that strip is still in the dollar. Just as long as it's not you, ripped on that one particular you're good. Absolutely right. You, you yeah. good. Like, strippers wash their money all the time. I, like, I know in the drug like game, when they say wash the money, they're not actually putting it in a washing machine. Well, that is but, partially how it started. But just even thinking about washing it, money, they say, off it. No, I know, like, they later. They say washing money. They mean, like, moving it. How you have stores that become fronts. No, I know that. But I'll say, so like, when they silly mean, get your tie, put it on the light cycle. Put your money in the washing machine. No, but like when they started, the like, a lot of dope dealers. So when the, the terminology washing, that did come from that. Because it was certain things on, like of course the dollars today are not like the dollars that was in the seventies, mm-hmm. where you had your your big time drug lords and all that. So when they was washing money, they really was because when they had to cleanse it, when they would go take it to banks, yeah, yeah, they could see certain things on it from how mm-hmm. it was moving and shit like that. So that's why they would have the term like cleansing money and all of that. Then eventually the terminology just went all over to like, yeah, we gonna clean the money so it don't come back to where mm-hmm. this money can't be counted for. Like mm-hmm. it has to still make sense. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you gotta have mentally, it's the best way. You could always throw like basic, you know, foundation, like put something away. Always have that, that rainy day fund in your head. But other than that, there's a lot of other things that can happen that has nothing to do with money that can cause you to have a major setback that if you're not mentally stable, you're not going to be able to come back from. Well, yeah, that's why I, like, mm-hmm. when I chose to keep playing, I your just made it kind of vague yeah. because like I said, teaching our sisters how to look out for themselves. Like shit, this girl might be rich as fuck, but don't know how to look out for herself. Mm-hmm. Like even, like I just bought this thing from Amazon. It looks like um, a hair comb, but mm-hmm. it's a shank. The uh, decoy shank. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a comb, but yeah. it's really when I pull it out, I just like do a quick flip. The comb part comb flies, flies off. off. Yeah, it's a knife. I had a pen so like that. So you might be somewhere where you might be alone, <laughs> and you gotta <laughs> shake the motherfucker. Yeah, you know, like really look it out, not just financially. Like I could be royalty, have money flowing in. I ain't never gotta worry about a dollar. So look it out for yourself in the entire yeah, like broad spectrum. But like yes. My mom told me everything is a weapon. I'm waiting for it to come. Man, I think this right here weapon. is a weapon. Yeah. So you just got to be on your toes, though. Teach girls how to <laughs> how to really yeah. be aware of their surroundings. Like, oh, when we just stepping outside. Oh. And you, I saw you go in, and then I wasn't even looking that way. But my sisters was 
tighten. I felt you behind me. Mm-hmm. And I turned, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm yeah, you sure did say yeah. that. You was like, girl, <laughs> I thought you were somebody else. I'm and, like, I was, and I was preoccupied. I was preoccupied with that fat up shit. I still sensually, and my mind is all like, but I just want my fucking memory foam mattress. FedEx is on some bullshit. Yeah. Preoccupied. My mind is preoccupied with that, but never too preoccupied mm-hmm. to notice that somebody I'm glad I right behind me. And my head wasn't even turned, but my senses were heightened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just like looking out for yourself and a broad spectrum always being. I teach my son this, like, you always got to be aware of your surroundings. But that's, like, that right there, though, I feel like that's kind of hard to teach. Like, you could tell somebody to be aware of their surroundings, but if you have somebody that's never grown up where they had to really be aware of their surroundings, they're not going to be heightened. They're going to just be like, yeah, you know, well, my dad can do this or my mom can do that. But That's why I said, like, like so it, it takes, I feel like it takes you wanting to learn because you could have grown up in a situation, classic cookie cutter, you never had to worry about nothing, you never had to. See, pause. Yeah, I thought it was a sniper. I felt something <laughs> like, look, pause, y'all. I just felt something bite me on the back of my neck. That's why, I, I don't know if y'all saw me sit up, I lean up, it's up, you can feel it on the back of my neck. <laughs> Get bit by yeah. spiders every day. I'm, I'm spiders. Yeah. I'm scared the hell out of him. <laughs> he like, look. I didn't know what he, his face looked like. He said that was a sniper. Like, y'all niggas on your own. Why is there snipers over here? <laughs> y'all knew what was going on. Like, I saw her face. When I saw her face, her face, she said nothing, but her face said everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> you, you got up. I'm not even about the question. I'm keep talking about teaching us to be aware. You know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I see no, Don't be sorry, you just saved my life. Like, I could have turned into a whole mutant. You could have. I'm done with you. You're talking know? about save your life. <laughs> You've been bit by worse. For me, I Stop. think it is important too, just to be a young, you know, to have that immediately, that immediate communication. Yeah, or you become Spider Man. We can make a good team. That's the I'm thing, good, though. Bro. Like, I, I feel like that's why I always, sometimes I gravitate, gravitate towards certain women that are older than me because it's just like, 
it's not even that I want to be like you. It's just like you know what you're doing. Like you somewhere where I'm trying to be, and if you're willing. I don't want to take all the advice you're willing to give me. You know what right. I'm saying? And I've seen that happen for a lot of different people. Like, I, I met this girl from around the way. She was, she was she's younger than me, but she hurt. Somebody who's like her best friend to her is like pushing seven years, seven to eight years. Oh, no, I never seven. And they, to me, on the internet, that's a dynamic duo. Like, they always like, let's get to the money. Like, and they really be getting to that shit. Getting to the money. That's what's up. issue once before you can look at other women that are not necessarily black and think that y'all literally might be running the same race and the rules and then you have to find out the rules don't apply to you like how they apply to them so i think it's important to see dope ass black girls be themselves like okay she got her she got her money up she got a good job or she's trying to like be a better person she's good to her family but she's still like on some fly shit and that's how most black women are and i think it is important to be that in your immediate community because we they ain't gonna put us on tv and then we living in this age right now instagram where it's accessible to know that cultural appropriation is a thing so they getting all this style to a certain degree from us but the way they using it it's on some bullshit you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying it's on some like not even i don't know it's just like y'all know the like you can't necessarily copy that part of it like yeah it's cool to get the attention yeah it's cool to get the love but you don't have to exploit yourself to a certain degree like but just because these women are deemed successful and all this other stuff you can get the misconception like i me and my auntie was talking about it and i've seen this three times already like Y'all, I don't know if y'all see it, but, like, a lot of young girls, like, you know how you used to walk up and down the street? Yeah. They on their phones, unaware of, like, their surroundings and stuff like that. But the way they walk in, like, you would think they was really packing something. And the thing is, there are crazy-ass people out here that can, me and my auntie was talking about it, they can see your ass walk down the street, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And just because you're so engaged on what you're seeing online, you might think to a certain degree, I can identify with this. I could be this thing, yeah. 
And then your ass is a victim of some shit. You know what I'm saying? And not even just a victim of somebody, let's say, kidnapping you. Yeah. So, y'all remember the group? Well, Kenneth, you know, but the group Black. It was a left eyes group. Yeah. The one girl in the group died because she was walking across the street on her phone, not paying attention, and got hit by a car. Wow. I remember Black. Yeah, they had that boom like a nigga. Mm-hmm. They had a song with uh, Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like even with that, I I I just know like when I was younger, and when I say younger, maybe six seven years ago, I felt like it was not my responsibility to be a role model for younger black girls. Bitch, I don't know you. I'm not your mama. How I felt. I felt like, yeah, I'll be a role model for my niece, anybody in my family, but I don't know you. But I don't know, maybe it's because of the shit that I've noticed in the past few years with, I've always known that black people were treated differently in America and in the world. But in the past few years and really being out in the, the work world and being on my own and seeing the way that black women and girls are treated, really being up front in it and being a victim of it. I now feel like, you know, it is, because I want I want black women to just succeed. I want mm-hmm. us to just be fucking powerful. Yeah, we are powerful, but I want us to succeed and be wealthy and happy mentally, spiritually, in every way that we can be. So I feel like now, and, and I know everyone not going to agree with me, but I feel like now, for me personally, that it is my responsibility to be, quote unquote, a role model for young black girls. Because you never know who is looking up to you. And I know for me, I always want to have a positive impact on whoever I'm dealing with. Yeah. So if I'm dealing with a 14-year-old black girl, I want to have a positive impact on that 14-year-old black girl. This 14-year-old black girl might grow up in a household where she constantly be told, bitch, you ain't going to be shit. Why, why are you applying to colleges? You're not going to college. Even if you get accepted, how you going to go? Ain't mm-hmm. nobody going to pay for you to go to college. I want to be that positive impact where she sees me and it's like, okay, she did it. I can do it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I got accepted to college on a scholarship. Or somebody, shit, this financial aid wants so much money. Somebody may want so much money from people that they gonna give you the loan for school. Mm-hmm. And Just I so like, pay them back. Like, yeah, they gonna give you the money for school and want you to pay it back. But you think about that shit once you graduate from college. How you gonna pay it? Don't be concerned about, okay, I gotta accept it. I got the loan. I got the Pell Grants. How am I gonna pay it back? Don't even think about that. Celebrate the fact that you got the loan, the Pell Grants, and you got accepted to the college. So, just for me personally, I do feel that I have a responsibility to younger black um, females to be that role model. Mm -hmm. And it's not even... I can't even necessarily use the term role model because I'm really just being me. Mm-hmm. And the way I am, 
I guess, is a, a positive role model because you could be a negative role model. Come on. So, yes, I want to be, I feel it's a responsibility for me to be that positive role model yeah. to, you know, the younger black girls. But like I also said, that's me just being me. This is how I am. Like, I'm not about to be out here in the world, you know, doing whatever. I'm just being me, and it's, it comes across. And it is, not just comes across, but it is a positive thing. So, I've had... You know, plenty of young girls, like especially when I worked at, when I used to work at, um, I worked at Macy's a long time ago, and other places I worked. Now they weren't like 14 year old young, but they were much younger than me. Mm-hmm. And literally, I had noticed in weeks that they changed their whole outlook on life based off of seeing the way that I acted. Yeah. And they didn't even know that during some of those times I was going through some shit. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> all they saw was, okay, well, you know. And I, and I never, sh- like, depending on what it was or depending on how I was led, I might have told somebody of stuff that I was going through because I felt like I was led to tell them because it's going to help this person. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, I, I've literally seen younger women actually take from viewing me and listening to me and actually changing their outlook on life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know <laughs> or even look at myself like I was being a role model. I was just being myself. Yeah. But I do feel like I have a responsibility to you know, be younger black females because I just like right now for me it's just all black for me mm-hmm. like I have nothing against no other races but I'm just fed up at this point just so it's just this all is black for me like I want I'm, I'm focused on the black female right now and I want the black I want black people in general to win but we we, we at the bottom we and that's my thing too and we should be at the bottom because we are the fucking superheroes of the world yeah we save everything, everything. But we're still at the bottom. And that's why I said, too, we got to understand that the rules are different. Like, most other women don't experience, I'm not going to say don't experience, but now daddy issues is now a big thing. Because, okay, granted, like, that's always been a big-ass thing in the black community. And other races are coming out and talking about different <clears throat> issues that they might have in in regards to uh, daddy issues. But it's like some of y'all you fail to underestimate that half of our men are in jail. Like y'all took some good fathers away from their kids. You know what I mean? We even got the George Floyd shit. People, people's dads is out here getting killed by the fucking police. It's not like you and your you got a toxic ass dad. Like granted, everybody can have room for that. But y'all, we we literally are playing a different game right now. Like, it's not to say that there ain't some black women out here that have toxic fathers that might result in them to having daddy issues. But that's not the common narrative. Before, y'all was making fun of people having daddy issues. Now, all of a sudden, we all want to acknowledge the fact that there could be happening to a certain degree. But it's like, it's still the simple fact that black women still have this gamble that we always have to, or black people have a gamble with uh, having good families in general. You know what I'm saying? And the, I, that's why I personally feel like yes, the focus should definitely be on 
be a good role model for those for um just be a good role model as a black woman in general because they're gonna already put the narrative out there that we got the biggest problems we always fucking mad we damn near ugly and shit but when you walk out here in the real world and you see that everybody biting our style mm -hmm. biting how we are it's just like okay so what are we really talking about but you have to understand right. that these younger girls <clears throat> are still engaged in that they might believe it to a certain degree because growing up you you don't know what the future might have for you you just know okay i don't want to do this i don't want to do that but if you plugged into something that's telling you that you automatically gonna be this way because you are black who's to say that you don't believe it or you're not exposed to something that's telling you that it's not true depending on what your circumstances are right. So. right yep 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 i agree that's what i'm gonna do so i agree you know it's not about just being a good person yeah because you never know who is looking up to you or looking at you or acknowledging you like sometimes we can be so oblivious because we dealing with our own stuff we can be so oblivious to the younger people around us or even not, not just younger people i say younger people but you could be it could be a, a girl that's your same age mm -hmm. and she look up to you it could be a girl that's older than you and you look up to she looks up to you but it's not really I just feel like it's not really your responsibility to another grown ass woman. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm just a good person. Right. But I feel like I got this, you know, young person that's admiring me. That's a there's this little girl that lives around the corner from me. Mm -hmm. And one day, this was last year, I was um took a little walk in the neighborhood. I'm like, I've never really walked in my neighborhood. Let me take a walk. So I took a walk, you know, I'm um took my headphones singing being my natural bubbly self and i had um i had braids in my hair at the time but they were blue and i remember she was outside she was playing she was playing with somebody and they had drew the little hopscotch thing down mm -hmm. on the ground so I'm walking, I just naturally feel shit. If it's hopscotch in front of me, I gotta hop in it. So, <laughs> Get into it. So I hopped in it mm -hmm. and she was like, Oh, how did you how did you do that? Cause I put my own little spell on it, like she did basic hopscotch. Mm -hmm. I'm from the era where we double dutch and mm -hmm. shit. So I put my own little spell on it. <laughs> so she was like, Oh, how did you do that? How did you do that? And then I don't know if this girl was her mom or her older sister or whatever. Hey, we'll start. She started talking to me about my hair, but the little girl I noticed on my peripheral was then she was about, I don't know, seven, eight years old, standing on the side, staring at me. Her eyes got so big, mm -hmm. like she had seen fucking Beyonce or something. And I knew at, at this point, I'm like, she's admiring me. Mm -hmm. So... I walked, um, when I came back, they were still outside, and I was walking in the street at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna do it, because my leg has started hurting. I'm thinking to myself, why don't you walk this fucking far? Like, mm -hmm. Why did you do it? <laughs> but I'm walking in the street, so I'm like, I'm not gonna do the hopscotch this time. I'm just walking the street, let them play. Mm -hmm. So, she's like, hey, hey, look, look, look. Literally did her hopscotch the way that I did. So I'm like, in a matter of 30 minutes, 
I don't even know this little girl's name. I ain't never seen her before. I ain't never walked this way. She don't know my name. But in a matter of 30 minutes, this little girl was so admirable of me. And she took something as small as the way I did my hot scotch. Remembered that shit. And then did it. And was looking to me to be proud of her. And I'm like, I don't know. That. I don't even know this little girl. Mm-hmm. I was just being my regular bubbly ass grown kid self. Hopping in the hopscotch squares. And I, I actually thought about this the other day because my neighbor, now my neighbor, she's Caucasian, but they drew a little hopscotch square down. I'm like, I'm not hopping in that one because this little girl bothers me every day. She, she bothers me mm-hmm. every day. But I thought about it and I was like, wow, I really had an impact on somebody that I don't even know. I ain't never seen the girl again after that because I don't walk that way because it's too fucking far. But I thought about it, I was like, wow, I really had a major impact on this little black girl that I've never met, never seen. And she was so enabled by me just jumping in the hopscotch square a certain way that she wanted to do. And I don't know who the other girl was. Could have been her sister, her mom, I don't know, but she wasn't looking up at her. She was looking at me like, who is this black woman with these blue braids? And I don't know if it was the blue braids that attracted her, you know, that made her think like, oh, she's fun, she has blue hair. Or if it was me jumping in the hopscotch square, or if it was just me being myself in my natural true form, that made her want to turn around and do the same thing that I did. Then you got to analyze the whole picture of it. Like you said, there was another girl there, you know, another older woman there. She ain't interact with the hopscotch shit. She probably was just watching her outside, like just making sure. And it was probably just that notion, like uh, what somebody has possibly told her. Cause I know like when I had first met you, you had your blue hair and stuff. But I'm like, shit, I ain't never getting out of uh, my hair being colored. Because here's, but you had your shit together too. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are taught that that might be unprofessional, especially what's being broadcasted most of the time. It's yeah. like, oh, hell no. Like, I just seen it already. So it's already like in my mind that I don't have to change myself right. to make society feel successful or to make society or please society at that right. because it's okay to be myself and I think exactly. that's the biggest think, thing that was her yeah, thing because like nothing against the woman who was with her mm-hmm. I don't know her either um, but you never she know what the narrative very, is because the thing with her was she seemed very affectionate because when the little girl was staring at me with the googly eyes she was holding on to the, the woman so just from viewing that I know she's very affectionate mm-hmm. and loving with her and she might be a great role model to this girl too but i know for myself you don't just have one role model yeah. you will look up to plenty of people yeah so i might be that one thing that she saw that told her it's okay to be yourself mm-hmm. love yourself the way that you love yourself the woman with her might be the same type of role model or might be the role model that you know tells her i don't know something different Little kids, people, we don't just look up like, okay, I admire Jay-Z. That's the only rapper I fuck with. I don't care if Nas got bars for days. I can only fuck with one rapper. Yeah. That's not 
realistic. Even though there's some crazy people out here like that, it's like you either Nicki Minaj or you either Cardi B, but you can't be both. That's fucking crazy. But a little kid is not looking like, okay, I can only admire my mom. Like, no. I admire my mom. I admire my sisters. I admire Michelle Obama. I used to admire Oprah. Not no more. Fuck her. But there's a lot of women that I admire. And it could be someone older than me. It could be somebody younger than me. Like I said, I admire both my sisters. I'm the middle. I have my younger sister and I have an older sister. But I admire them both. I admire my mom. I admire my craziest grandma. It's, you, you don't just have that one woman who you look up to. When I look at myself, of course, I'm me, I'm Micmac all day. It's not another fucking human on this earth like me. There's not another fucking human on this earth like you. There's not another fucking human on this earth like anybody. I don't care if you got an identical twin. Y'all might have similarities, but you are your own person. But I still look at myself and I see bits and pieces of my family that is always there. I see bits and pieces of all of them in me from both my sisters, both my brothers, my mama, my daddy, shit, even my child. And I see those bits and pieces of all of them in me. Yes, I am me at the end of the day, but I see the, the things that I've taken from each of them, the positive things that I've taken from each of them which makes up the core of who I am. So, you know, like for that little girl, for example, like I said, I don't, I don't know the woman that she was with. I could tell she was very loving and affectionate with the child. But in the same aspect, this child was enamored by, by me and what the little bitty hot sky shit that I did. Yeah. So, it was impactful. She probably was seeing a reflection of herself to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, her favorite color might have been blue. I don't know. See, her color with the blue hair. I was going to say, she probably asked for blue braids. You never fucking know. She's like, shit, she got blue hair. She's doing what's <laughs> Right? <laughs> she, see, this what I'm talking about. This shit looks sweet. Mm hmm. I do just personally, I feel like I have a responsibility. Um, you never know, for real. Excuse me, all that. You don't never know. You never know how somebody's perspective has been shaped. You don't know why it's been shaped like that. You just gotta be the best version of yourself. Cause somebody, everybody's always watching, but somebody's like, I wanna be just like that. Like, you don't even have to be famous or nothing like that. Right. Yeah, that's true. I said, there's a few celebrities that I admire. Mm hmm. There's a white women celebrities that I admire, but you never know who's watching. And I just know I just always want to be that positive impact on people. Like I said before, years ago, I didn't even care. Like I don't know, you need to take my responsibility. You do what the fuck you want. I'm do what I want. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And I still was a loving person, but it was just like I don't have no responsibility. I didn't give birth to you. I don't know you, but that is. Definitely changed to me, you know, in the past seven, eight years. So. <clears throat> um, 
was more so on just letting black women know that it is okay to admire our strength. <clears throat> I was reading the other day about uh, how when you know black women go to the hospital and they are given the bare minimum of medication because doctors are have been taught since the beginning of time that well black women can handle the pain. <clears throat> like that's fucking ridiculous to me that that's still a notion in the hospitals. But it made me think like, you know what? We are strong. We've been through so much shit. We've been through so much. Black women since the beginning of time. We have been through so much. And it is okay to admire your strength. Don't let somebody make you feel like, well, y'all black. Y'all gotta be strong. No, we don't have to be anything. Mm -hmm. But we are strong. And it's okay to admire our strength just because of the stuff that we've been through. <clears throat> I think that um, yeah it's, I had someone tell me a couple months ago that I just love I love how strong black women are like y'all just y'all just push through everything come on now who said that it was a white girl in my school. Wow. Is this the same girl that brought up the cream? No, this okay. is just a white girl. And it kind of threw me because I was like, she was saying it in a complimentary way. Yeah. But there was really no reason for her to say it. Mm -hmm. It's another black girl in my class, and we were having a conversation about something that happened with her daughter. And she was just kind of going through it. And the white girl just invited herself into our conversation. And she was like, I just know how strong black women are. Y'all just going through it. Y'all push through. I don't think I could ever do that. Like, I would just have a total meltdown. Mm. And I, I wanted to say you sure would. That's why I laughed a little bit. But like, it's not funny, but it's like. I was just saying like, that that way. Sorry, sis. Like, yeah, we, we definitely we have to have gone through so much shit. And you know what? I admire our strength. I admire our strength. I'm, I'm I embrace the strong black woman that I am, and all the stuff that I know that I've been through publicly and personally. And how I just came out on the other side. Because mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that I've been through that had it been somebody else, that probably wouldn't. They would they would no longer be here on this earth. So, and I know it's a lot of black women that go through a lot of, you know, the same things that I've gone through and, and similar things and different things, but just black women in general see it every single day of how not only are we strong for ourselves we got to be strong for other people 
We got to be strong for our men. We got to be strong for our kids. We got to be strong for our family. We got to be the backbone. My dad was the sole breadwinner in my family. But if you ask me who was the backbone of my family, I'm going to tell you my mom. My mama, and, and my daddy was there. Don't get me wrong. My dad was there every day, busting his ass to make sure that we was good. But my mama was there mentally. I know when my dad died, my mom did not even cry at first. This is her husband who she'd been married to for 36 years. They were together for shit before we was born. And she didn't even cry at first because she was more concerned with how her adult children was dealing with the death of their father. This is her man, never divorced, never separated, never broke up. They were together every single day. Husband and wife loving, you know, of course they had arguments, whatever, what couple does it, but together every single day and she was more concerned with how we were feeling. And I know, I just, I thought about like how I would feel if if my man died. I'm going to be a fucking mess. I'm going to be a wreck. I'm going to be, it's going to be fucked up however long it happens. But my mom so strong and just concerned about us. And we were all adults when my dad had. When my mom, I remember the week before my mom passed, me and her had a conversation, and this was the first my dad died in 2014. My mom died in December 2019. That's what, 14, five years between my dad passing. That was the first time I actually really heard and saw my mom break down and cry over my dad passing. She was on the phone and she was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what we was talking about. And she just came out and I was like, Ma, are you even listening to me? See, now you don't never listen to me. She was like, maybe I'm listening. And I, I picked it up. I'm like, Ma, what's wrong? And she was like, I just missed her. I was like, you missed who? We was talking about Donald Trump. I was like, you miss Obama? I miss him too, Ma. And she was like, I miss your daddy. And I was just like, I immediately started crying. And she was just like, I miss him so much, Nikki. Like, I never really cried over him, but I, I think about that man every single day. She was like, sometimes I can smell him. I sense him, I feel him. And she was like, I just, I just want my husband back. And she like broke down on the phone. And then a week later, she was gone. I don't think it had anything to do with that, but I just remember how strong she was. And I don't know if she, I sent her a text telling her I admired her strength. And I just don't know if she even ever really knew that we noticed it. Like her kids noticed how strong she was. And mm-hmm. how admirable she is and was just as a, a black woman. like. Some of the shit that she had to deal with, like when my dad was dying, she had to deal with bullshit from his side of the family. 
and still trying to hold it together for my daddy. Still trying to make sure he's good. And there's just so much stuff that she went through. I'm like, you know what? I thought about this the other day. Like, man, black women, we be going through it. We be pushing through it and pulling through it and always coming out on the other side. Just so fucking strong. That's why I keep saying, like, we are the superheroes of the world. If black women did exist, this world would be shit to hell. Um, then, so, because uh, me and my therapist have talked about this too. Sometimes I think it's by like our history on how strong we are. Mm-hmm. Just because she was talking about um, genetically, like, you can pass down certain things or like certain characteristics. And ironically, us as a race. It's just all super strong. Like you said, like we the superheroes of the world. And I think it's just like, sometimes you're just a part of the winning team. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like for real. It's unfortunate too as a woman to not get the praise we deserve. But we do go through a lot, like from all different angles. And it's like, like I said, you have to prevail. You have, we got to be strong. Because the most of the shit that we go through... It, like you said, even to um, bring up like the possibilities that, like your mom, she she lost her husband and stuff, mm-hmm. and she was so strong through it, and she talked about it like at one point, and then for you to identify like if he was in her position, like you know, not saying that if he was in her position, he probably wouldn't handle it the same way, but you're just as strong as your mom, just off of that being your mom and certain. Yeah, but I, I know for a fact that I would be. A well, I'm saying, like, in different areas. Because yeah. y'all not the same person. Right. But I'm pretty sure that, like, that strength that naturally was put passed down, you could just use it in different areas. You right. know what I'm saying? But, like, even when you were talking about, like, um, when we were talking about mental health and stuff, and you brought up, like, your son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and how strong he was just going, you know. Yeah. And now he got a full scholarship. It's like, it's obviously you a product of how strong your mom is already. Right. And she probably was just being super strong for the sake of y'all, um, y'all as her children. But she right. had to be human for for her situation in regards. You know, she had to admit to herself, like, okay, this is what's going on with me. Same thing, like how you, um, you and can just be like real, head strong and real, like, you got it, you got it. All this other stuff is like. Mm-hmm. Where else do we kind of get that from to a certain degree? I think us as black women, we got to pat ourselves on the back because it's like, how do we do it? But we do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I think it's at a point where we don't even know how we do it now. Yeah, we just it just happens. Like, we wake up in the morning and we breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, me personally, like, I have, I have cried every day. But it's like, something in me just be like, all right, that was enough. <laughs> like okay you got it out but it's not even like that was enough as yeah. in you know it's just like something and I'd be happy about it too to a certain degree because I'd be like I'd be believing in God yeah. to like do everything but it's like where do you get that from I, I'd be thankful that I know like okay God got me I'm in this situation but mm-hmm. it's like damn if I was like Sally Sue up the street how would I handle all of this if I was this other if I didn't come from the environment that tells me immediately, like, girl, you ain't got no choice but to, like, pick yourself up. Right. How would I handle all the things <clears throat> that I'm dealing with right now? And it's like, even I have y'all, like, 
other black women in my corner like, girl, you got this, you got to push through it. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, now nah, I got to get into it. It's confirmation that I already felt like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And somebody else is like, another black woman is like, you'll be okay. Like, and it's yeah. like, okay, it's a sense of relief. Like, maybe <laughs> right. I am going to be okay. Right. Yeah. That's like so. my mom used to say, like, when I would be going through stuff, she'd be like, okay, have your little pity party, but don't make it longer than five minutes. And your little <laughs> party on yourself, and then you gotta get back to it. But, and I like her for saying that, but I feel also with me, sometimes you need longer than five minutes. Mm-hmm. My pity party might have to last me two days. My pity party be lasting a whole right. 20 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, all right, well, you got shit to do. Come on. Right. Like, <laughs> of course, I'm gonna get back to it, but I might need a whole day. Mm-hmm. You might. And, and I think, like, like the stuff, you know, from. Shit that my mom went through when she was younger and coming from for her five minutes was all she had but my five minutes ain't enough for me maybe in this situation maybe five minutes but i might need a whole two five days to get myself back to the point like all right mickey <laughs> it's been five fucking days yeah like what are you gonna do about this but i i do feel like yes we definitely need to admire our own strength within ourselves because man, we be we be going through some shit that other people would never understand like even we got everything together still at the end of the day you wash your face wash your hair take a bath shower whatever you wash the dirt or the day off your body when you look in the mirror you are still a black woman Mm-hmm. And that in itself is shit that we gonna have to deal with for the rest of our lives. Which it's a beautiful thing. I thank God that He thought enough of me to make me a black woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I about think, it. like God, don't get me wrong. I, it's a lot of shit I've been through, but I would not have it anywhere way else. I thank God that I'm a black woman. But it's it's stuff that we're always gonna have to deal with just being a black woman. So I think, yeah, you know what? Yeah, they call us strong. Yeah, they yeah. say, we, yes, we are strong. And I admire our strength. Get that weekend shit on. <laughs> that, that don't mean that I can't cry. That don't mean that I don't feel. That don't mean that I don't hurt. Yeah. And I get emotional. emotional. Yeah. I am strong. You fucking right, I'm strong. But I'm still a human just like you. I still go through things just like you. I still cry and feel and get emotional get hurt and get depressed and sad and have thoughts of suicide, Mm. thoughts of murder, thoughts of whatever. I have those thoughts just like you do. But I am strong. And you know what? I'm going to admire me. I'm going to admire my strength as a black woman. Not not my strength as Mickey. I'm going to admire my strength as a black woman. Because if you, Sally Sue, Becky Jean, whoever, y'all don't go through what us black women go through. Caucasians, white, Latinos, whatever. Y'all don't go through what black women go through. So yes, I admire my strength as, not Mickey, but I admire, I admire Mickey too. But I admire my strength as a black woman. Mm-hmm. I don't care what other mixture I might be mixed with. I'm a black woman. And I admire that strength that I have within myself. So that's all I have to say about that. And I think we 
Those are um all the key points I got for that topic. Guys, gonna add anything? No, I agree. Well, that was our topic for today. Am I my sister's keeper? In the words of Nino Brown, yes, I am. Same here. <laughs> Give me a seat at the table, Nino. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, moving on. All right, what you got? And a pass on politics, okay? I know you we, said you wanted to talk about something. No, I, to, I talked about it um, before we started recording because uh, the George Floyd thing is happening right now um and so far they're saying luckily they're admitting that this man did not die because of fentanyl and you know meth being in his system now what was crazy to me was they also um acknowledged that when the first autopsy report came in they did not put down anything about his respiratory system. The first recording of his uh, autopsy report only identified that he had uh, meth, I, I believe, and fentanyl in his system. Uh-huh. So I thought that was interesting, because I'm like, how the fuck y'all gonna sit up here? Outside of the video being definitely shown, this is the first thing y'all wanna put on the autopsy report, like when it comes down to y'all doing y'all job as the public to supply us with the right information. We don't get y'all admitting this was some bullshit until a whole court trial happens. Right. So, um, I only got two of the doctors' name, but the two medical experts that were, um, that, are, you know, put out there in their testimonies, like, well, from what we've seen based off of our knowledge, you got Dr. Lindsey Thomas and Dr. Andrew Baker. Um, and one other guy, I did not get his name, but they were all saying, like, we've been doing this shit for years. And there's no way that this man was going to die at the end of the day based off of how much fentanyl and meth he had had before this even happened. So for y'all to make it seem like this was a drug overdose issue is a problem. Uh, Dr. Andrew Baker was the medical examiner who admitted, I did not even watch the video before I examined this man's body. Because I didn't want, you know, my a biasness to happen. I didn't want to see it and then, you know, be looking for in, in research for uh for these possible outcomes. So he said, I just examined the body, and yes, this man's like pressure to breathe is obviously um he couldn't breathe. Like that's just all that it is. He so, had um and then another doctor he said like you could count how many breaths he was taking like gasping for air Go so ahead. not to cut you off no, i right. just want to make sure i understand it so mm-hmm. the doc the examiner medical examiner yeah he did not watch the video he didn't see it at all he said he didn't watch it first before but examining his he body. confirmed that the cause of death was asphyxiation him not being able to breathe yes and he did he didn't even watch the video he didn't even watch the video so he don't even know if this is a man who died from being choked out police brutality from his homie losing his damn mind and choking him to death yeah if whatever he just knew based off of my scientific facts at his job that he did in fact die from not being able to breathe suffocation yes and that's the that's why i had got his name down because he was like i made intentions to not even watch the video he was like it was all over you couldn't help but know about right. it but he was like he was in a position to where he just was like okay i'm not gonna watch I the video be yeah i don't want to be biased I so it's just real scientific 
what I went to school for, opinion. And that, that made me feel good about, because y'all know the history with black people and doctors. It's yeah. always some Bullshit. devil in, in the, yeah, in a white suit somewhere. So it just made me feel relieved. Like, okay, there are some good doctors out there. Like yeah. he said, and even for you to be on a platform where this is a big ass case. Like one thing I do appreciate about these doctors is y'all are putting y'all lives on the line for this case. And right. y'all are doing the right thing by saying, yeah, they choked. It was because of this. Yeah, he couldn't breathe. Especially with the public report already being like, oh, fentanyl, that mean was in his system. It's so easy to say because this is what most Caucasians die of. So, go ahead. Did the medical examiner actually confirm that this stuff was in his system? No. They confirmed it, but they were saying the amount of it would have never. That's why I said they all confirmed, like, regardless on if this is. Regardless on if this man took methamphetamine or whatever, right. that was never going to kill him that day. That's what they basically said. Yeah, like, okay. They was like, all of that shit was never going to end his life in general based off of the dosage you that know, was though, in his body. They always try to paint a very negative picture of the black people who have been murdered. Like the white dude who shot up the movie theater went on. When Batman came out, oh, he was having a bad day. You know, he grew up in a lifestyle. He was being abused. You know, can we even really blame this on him? But I remember going back to Trayvon Martin. And I'm talking about he was just suspended from school. What the fuck does him being suspended from school have to do with this man shooting him? I don't give a fuck if Trayvon Martin or George Floyd had just robbed a bank and put people's lives at jeopardy. You as a police officer, you don't know that. Mm -hmm. All you know is that this is a black man and you don't like him because he's a black man. Mm -hmm. So they always try to paint this picture of what you know they were doing this. Oh, George Floyd had drugs in his system. Okay. What is your reason for killing this man? Let's talk about the bigger picture. Eh? It does not matter if this man had a whole kilo of cocaine on him. Even if like he complied with you, let's say he got a whole kilo of, of cocaine on him, mm -hmm. right? You stop him, you arrest him. He complies with you. You as a police officer, have you have an oath to read this man his Miranda rights, mm -hmm. let him know like, even if you talk a slick to him, damn, man, you got a whole kilo, you going, you going, you about to get a bed. You do not have the right to murder him as long as he does not put your life in jeopardy and he complies with you. Your job and your oath that you took at your fucking police academy, you don't have a right to murder somebody. So it don't even matter if he had, but how many drug lords? Drug cartels. You know, they got enough cocaine to supply the whole world. But they're still alive. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, for me. Like, even when you bringing up, they love to paint the man's picture. Same thing with Breonna Taylor. Y'all brought up her whole last man. You know, the her boyfriend yeah. at the time. Like, talking about he was already under investigation. That don't give y'all no fucking right to shoot up this woman's house. Right. It ain't shit for you to knock at the door 
Let alone y'all didn't even knock at the door. Y'all bust in that bitch and was at the wrong house. And we still trying to paint it as. And like you said, that that whole court case came down to them shooting up the neighbor's house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but even shooting bullets into the neighbor's wall. That's but they even their neighbors for. sitting up here got to be on a documentary. Like it was quiet, nothing was happening, and then bam, like they was they was in the bed sleep, and um, I, the neighbors was like they just heard bullets come through the wall, mm-hmm. and that's what they were charged for destruction of property not even that the bullets just could have gone through the wall and killed the other people in the other apartment they were charged for destruction of property so even if they were found guilty they never were going to go to jail Mm -hmm. you don't go to jail for destruction of property and then when they arrested her boyfriend because he shot back they later had to drop the charges because he was licensed to carry Somebody, from his knowledge, broke into his home. And he protected himself and his lady. Or at least tried to protect her. Well, um, yeah, I just thought about something that just made me so tight. <laughs> that is what the results are for right now, currently, with George Floyd's case. Um, they're supposed to be, you know, the trial is still continuing, so they're supposed to... Um, be um what's this motherfucker's name because i gotta say his name um the bitch ass man who killed him what the fuck is something chauvin derrick chauvin Derek, what is your motherfucking name because chauvin spelled c-h-a-u-v-i-n bitch ass his side of the trial is supposed to be taking place uh, this upcoming week. And even for the fact that his lawyer got the fucking decency to still be trying to ride the wave of... We'll do. Like, he asked... Like, during this trial, he's asking the medical examiners, like, still about the fucking... Um, he's still asking these people about the methamphetamine. It's like, you gotta have enough respect for your damn self and your own job to maybe you might need to throw in a fucking towel you get okay granted you get you getting paid to defend this man but at the same time you holding yourself like you should have been already thought about not taking the case because it's like bitch clearly you did the most like and that's my biggest thing with it too people gotta get more integrity about why you even decided to do your occupation i was just about to say that yeah because it's like Lawyers. People on national fucking TV. Like, and that's why I get that y'all are paid. Y'all had these conversations behind closed doors. Like, okay, did you really do it or not? Like, I understand y'all supposed to have mm-hmm. that um, confidentiality. Yeah, but at some point, be a better fucking lawyer. You, you might have to miss out on this one. Like, you really trying yeah. to exercise the fucking fact that this shit is happening like who the fuck would want to hire you again it's a lot of lawyers unfortunately i know when i was younger i wanted to be a lawyer but i felt like me being the person i am that i probably wouldn't i wanted to be a criminal lawyer too i wouldn't win the case because if i feel like you doing it i'm not fighting for you so i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna make no money (laughs) there's no reason for me to even go into this but that's like, have you seen the movie The Devil's Advocate? Mm, so, Keanu Reeves, lawyer, he's not winning any cases. He ends up meeting Al Pacino, who turns out to be the devil. Um, he starts winning case after case. 
at the case. Mm, pretty much has to sell his soul to the devil. Mm. And I feel like that's pretty much how it, it, it his life ends up being fucked up. Because, I mean, it is a movie. He is dealing with the devil, like the real devil in hell. But I feel like for lawyers, like I watch, you know, a lot of court TV, law and order. But, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of lawyers, they may know the truth. If they take their personal feelings out of it, at the end of the day, they try to get a paycheck. And some of them don't even care about the paycheck. They just want to win cases. They just want this, oh, shit, I, I, I tried 100 cases, and I ain't lost one. I got to keep this shit going. So you, you might have that lawyer who is thinking like, man, this nigga ain't shit. But we're going to win this case today. I hope you know you ain't shit. But don't worry, you don't win this case. A lot of times it ain't even it ain't even personal. It's just like this is my livelihood, it's my job, and I want to win. But even with that, I get it. I get it. Be on your, be on it. Winners win. Okay, I'm definitely for winning all day and tomorrow, but. Still be a little like, they, like what you they don't have integrity. Which we talked about the other day, like when you said some uh, some Caucasian sister came up to you, like I'm trying to look like Naomi Campbell. I get it, you a good ass makeup mm-hmm. artist, but you ain't never sell this bitch a dream that you was gonna make her look like Naomi Campbell. And, and and that's what I'm saying. It's okay for you to be good at it, but be realistic. Like even with this man, like asking the questions, you see, like he's just trying too damn hard it comes down to a point where like have some integrity for your own reputation put the case down like i can't represent your ass you gonna fuck up my little trailblazer i got going home but that's like because there's no help in this there is nothing we have in see this lawyers that try like other criminals i'm gonna take race out of it lawyers who try to get the rapist off mm. or the, the boy who killed us the white boy who killed his whole family or the black boy who just shot up a house. I'm your lawyer, and my job is to win, to get you off, regardless of whether you did the crime, and I know you did it. My job is to win and get you off. Most lawyers, there are some lawyers, I do know and I do feel, who do have integrity, but that's like, in, in that, that field, that work field, it's, it's, unless you a different type of lawyer, but if you a criminal lawyer, like it's almost, you really gotta sit with yourself and be like, okay, this is wrong. Man, I'm going to hell for getting all these criminals off. Like you, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you really gotta so sit with yourself and decide, like, like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? my soul is this worth my life like and that's how i feel about this Derek guy like with his lawyer it's like you should have already knew whatever the confidentiality was maybe i should sit this one out like maybe i know i'm good at this i probably can prove your point but there is nothing that's going to prove it and like we all look at this shit it's like you could tell he like literally pulling teeth. The medical examiners have already said this. At that point, I would have been like, shit, you know what? This might make me look unprofessional as hell, but we lost. Like, we gotta pack this shit up. What else do y'all wanna talk about? Like, the fucking doctors already said, yeah, no, nah, all, all, the, 
all the shit he didn't took earlier today mm-hmm. was never gonna end his life but you like know what? that. Going into it, I'm, I know the lawyer saw all the videos. So going into it, whether the medical examiner said it or not, the lawyer knew. Ninety nine percent. This man died from your knee to his neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is a, a such a widespread case that the whole world can see and talk about. But I'm sure this lawyer has, because he's a criminal defense lawyer. I'm sure there's other cases that he's taken and he knows, like, oh, yeah, you did the crime, but this is my job to get you off. Just like it's the pharmacist's job to get you your drugs or the teacher's job to teach you algebra. It's a job to them. They take the personal, take the personal out of it and do what they they were hired to do and that's my thing too with these doctors they had enough integrity about their reputation and be like yeah uh no this shit (laughs) hit the fan the wrong way and this nigga did it (laughs) like you know what i'm saying but they could have easily put their reputation on the line like oh yeah that's exactly what the reports say have more integrity people like this shit even even for things to be so recorded and accessible and rapid results for us nowadays i think it's just really important to like just yeah you got this label you got this take your personal self out of it i get that but have some integrity for your reputation because that's the only thing you're gonna leave behind when you die that's really all that it is they don't care about that i care about that bag they don't have um yes unfortunately so so still praying for the family of George Floyd because that's heavy. Even they said like his niece and stuff, I believe um, she couldn't even stomach like most of the trial. They were talking about his family, like okay, people were, people on his family was just like when they were replaying the video and stuff. They couldn't really just they had to leave the courtroom, you know, and that's tough. <laughs> even to be in a situation where you at court for your loved one that did not deserve to die and to sit face to face. With other people that don't give a fuck about how you can be feeling, excuse me. They just more concerned with some money at the end of the day. It's it is heart wrenching. I would be in fuck I would be furious if somebody was literally making a way for for you to justify justify some fuck shit that never needed to happen to somebody you love. That's a lot to stomach and um again, pray for their family, y'all, because couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. I'm not even going to say I would. I ain't going to say what I would do if I was in the situation because you never know what could happen. Right. <laughs> but nah. Y'all was never about to just leave the courtroom like that. That's, yeah. So, hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed this man is found guilty, but just Cram. I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like he's going to be acquitted. Like every other white police officer, but mm. hopefully this is the the time where we get a different outcome than what we're used to. And that's what I'm hoping to, because I think that's the. Oh, I hate to get my hope involved, but yeah, I mean, it's just the doctors already said it. Like, what are we still having a trial for? The doctors have already said, "Hey, he that's, was suffocated." That's why you have a jury. But, you know, first off. Let's look at the jury, too. Can we Google? No, we can't see who on the nah, jury. No, probably not. All white jury or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. 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 Yeah, I don't know
what they always do just have more integrity people moving forward stop doing shit just to do shit stop saying you something just to say you are think about you a human being first that's all i'm asking so i will pass on these politics back to you mcmac i'm passing i got a quick 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 little beauty tip for y'all today um i know we're constantly wearing masks we're in this age of pandemic covid whatever we're constantly wearing masks, which can cause that portion of our face to break out. Yes, break out, get really dry, chaps, pimply, all that. But also, our lips can get really dry from wearing the mask as well because with us constantly breathing in and that. Going back onto our faces at that point because your your lips are one of the thinnest parts on your body. So it can cause your lips to dry out. So quick little beauty tip: you can get a spoolie. If you don't know what a spoolie is, that is like the little mascara wand. You know, I used to take it from Sephora, but you can literally buy like a hundred pack for a dollar from Amazon. Um, get a little spoolie. Get a little bit of sugar. Some people do salt, but salt is gonna further dry it out. You just get a little bit of little bit of sugar. Um, and you're gonna take the sugar, you can mix the sugar with uh, like the oil. You literally need like a drop. When I say a drop, I mean a drop. Mm-hmm. And you mix it in the sugar, you're gonna put it on your lips and you can scrub it, but oh, it works good. better. If you use the little spoolie okay. or mascara wand, you're just gonna do it. I, I do this maybe three times a week mm-hmm. um, because of the mask, wearing the mask constantly can cause your lips to dry out. So you're just gonna rub in a circular motion with the little spoolie around your lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna help to exfoliate that dead skin off of your lips mm-hmm. that comes from wearing the mask. Now, this is not for like, you can do this also if you constantly have chaplets, but this is particularly from wearing a mask. This is what it's called. For like people who normally always have supple lips, you might notice that you have a little dead skin on your lip, and it's if you're constantly wearing a mask. So just get a little spoolie, a little bit of sugar and um, oil, or you can use some lip balm and a spoolie and just go around your lips in a circular motion. Grab a napkin or a clean washcloth. It's better if you use a napkin and wipe the remainder off of your lips. If you still see a little dead skin, do it again. Men and women can both do this. And then you go ahead and wipe your lips off, wash your face, and apply your lip balm. Mm-hmm. And you will have full plump supple lips. The reason why to use a spoolie, as opposed to using a washcloth or your fingers, is because the spoolie helps to bring with the circular motion. It's kind of like what I had talked about a couple weeks ago with the dry brushing on your skin. Mm-hmm. It helps to bring blood circulation to your lips. Yeah. So it'll make your lips look younger, plumper, healthier. Um, with that blood coming back to your lip. Yeah. So that's what the spoolie is for. And you can literally get that spoolie from Amazon. You can get like a hundred pack or a dollar from Amazon. They come in different colors. All that so keep it and that is my beauty tip for this episode. That was a good one. Yep. Yeah. 
You always get some bombings, beauty tips too. I be writing them down. Trial. It's funny because I be. I be like, yes, beauty tips. When it comes to myself, yeah, I have other people that I tell this stuff to, and they do it constantly. They they keep it going. Yeah. And I look at their skin, their lips, their hair, their eyes, whatever. I'm like, I see you glowing. You look so good. <laughs> That's all for your knowledge. <laughs> but I don't keep it up myself. Like mm. I give y'all, I give y'all the recipe, but I'm not really in the kitchen cooking for myself. So. I'm glad you're not stingy with your recipes though, because some people be like, I ain't trying that. It's for me, bitch. <laughs> I know I don't I, do this. I every do day. the lips. I do it because I hate dry chap lips. I can't stand. But that's one so of I my biggest problems. Sometimes. But like what I was telling y'all last week, like about like the eye cream and stuff. I got the PR kit from. Fenty Beauty. I'm blessed to get that because I don't even know how that shit happened. But the eye cream was in it. And I really like the eye cream. I love it. Do I use it every day like I'm supposed to? <laughs> Hell no. I used it one time this week. Because mm-hmm. I be so tired by the time I'm done with the day. I just, let me wash my face, put my toner on, put my moisturizer on, and sit the fuck down. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it a point to do the same stuff that I'm telling everybody else to do because I should. But the shit, it, the stuff does work. You just got to be consistent. It definitely works. Okay. So that's my little beauty tip, beauty tip, beauty tip. That's my favorite song. <laughs> beauty tip, beauty tip. <laughs> Get into it. Okay, into it. Yeah. Kez, you got something for us with Coco's Fashion Corner? <laughs> she done fucking fell asleep, y'all. Been asleep. What the fuck? Uh-uh. <laughs> Listen, and once again. And shit goes down. Shit goes down in the ladies' room. Like, this is such the perfect title for our podcast because... Y'all see, she done fucking fell asleep. I got spider. bit by a spider You today. might be Spider-Man by the end of this I, week. Oh, my, my son be calling me Spidey. Really? Yup. If you, so me, my brother has Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. Because my brother paying for the shit. Okay. We all have an account on his Netflix. You see my name, it says Spidey. It don't say Mickey, it says Spidey Young. <laughs> What? And then I seen the spider too. Like it was the movie. I'm like, 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 what is this? And shit. Shit done bit me on the neck. My neck all hot and shit. I put the alcohol on, but if y'all see me next Saturday and I'm (laughs) coming here like, come on, girl, make a web. I want to hang out in a web. Wrap me up in a cocoon, don't leave me there. I should see that. <laughs> I'll be like, ooh, Mickey, just put me up there. <laughs> like, you see the point, bitch. Don't let me die. Don't you let me die. <laughs> First figure out, can y'all kill me off this bitch, but I'm going up there. <laughs> no, I'm for it. Okay, well, Candace does not have anything for our fashion corner this week. Um... Oh, our circle of excellence award. So, I chose this award. I didn't pick a specific person, just based off the topic and how I've been feeling lately. I want to give this circle of excellence award to black women. I want to celebrate all of us because we are the shit. We hold it down. We, we, we do, you know, have jobs. We go to school. We cook. We clean. We keep our spouses happy. We take care of the kids. 
We take care of the neighborhood kids. We do all the shit that other women would not do. So, I just want to celebrate black women and, um, yeah, give us all this award because we, I feel like we all are deserving of, well, 95% of black women in America are deserving of this, this award. Not, not all, but majority of us. I'm still sorry. I deserve. Mama D. Yes, that's my shit. I deserve. <laughs> she was not playing. Mama we D was just perfect. We listening to her other song last week. Which uh, one? <laughs> in that order. In that order. In that order. Did y'all see that video? In that order. Y'all can't tell me that shit don't bang. In you that do. order. I got my leg. Whatever she say. She said my motherfucking witch. <laughs> She was in that video. <laughs> she was shooting that girl and no one flew back. She like <laughs> I love my body. Relentless. I'm gonna I'm put it in the chat, bro. I haven't seen that, but yeah. Just wanna celebrate black women and um You got this song stuck in my head. That's the shit. Tell y'all mama D. That's the shit. So that's all. Y'all want to add anything else? Mm-mm. I'm happy you chose this topic because we do deserve um, the acknowledgement. So why not talk about it in the way you Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's like low key. Like, look, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to be completely came honest. came to the ladies' room, bitch. You look good. This shit literally came to me at like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. When you hit me with the test, like, is it my turn? I'm like, oh, shit, it's my turn. <laughs> Let me think of a topic. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Let me think of a topic real quick. Uh-huh. And I just was thinking of a lot of shit that I, you know, just noticed in the past year. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the topic. That's perfect. Let's celebrate us. Well, y'all, we about to leave. So, well, thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all, especially, you know, my black women. This show is for y'all and dedicate this to y'all. So. Thank you for tuning in to the ladies' room, and that is it. Bye, loved ones. Bye.